I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hello and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Friday, October 14th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And we're here to talk about video games. Uh, All kinds, you know? The kind you play on a screen. uh, The kind you play in a little portable thing. The kind you put on your head. John, we're going to talk about those. Put them on your head. I I bet we are. Yeah. Uh, I know you're excited about it. So are we. Uh, so we're going to get to that. Gosh, that's why we delayed it a day so I could be here. <laughs> that's right. We normally record Thursdays. You're all going, what the heck? Well, once in a while, we just have stuff come up. So we bump things around. Just want to make sure we had a show for you this week. And so we're doing one now. Thanks to everybody who is uh, out there live and those who are joining us at home. We begin now. Okay. So there was a gigantic slow week in video games <laughs> a pretty slow week um overall like it wasn't a lot of big news drop there wasn't a bunch of really big high profile releases there was some interesting stuff for sure and we'll get to some of those that's not to say there aren't games released every single day of the calendar year nowadays that is true you know, yeah there's always something every single game there's always something and like i feel like 90 percent of them let you farm stuff and then they're trying to get me with the farming you know they're always just like, hey, Scott, just guess what? There's a new one called Coral Reef or something where you and a bunch of people, <laughs> you go out and and you you and uh, your friends go out and farm and sell stuff in town and have relationships. They know it's like they know me. But uh, despite all of those, those aren't going to be the core of today's uh, podcast. No pun intended. Instead, oh. we're going to talk a little bit about 
that headset you might put on your face in the coming years. Uh, because there was a relatively big announcement from uh, Meta, and they did their Meta Connect keynote, which uh, used to be called Oculus something else back before they changed the name. What was it called? Oculus Connect? Maybe it was just Oculus Connect. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually remember. I don't, I don't remember. I liked it better because it was indie and cool and not Mark zuckerberg you know? Well, it was all, Oculus was always, I guess it wasn't always, but for more years than, than not, it's been owned by Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Even when they were calling it Oculus, it was still Facebook on the first retail release. So they've, they've had that thing forever. Um, but the, the uh, Connect keynote happened. We have some highlights. You guys should see our notes. It's huge, but we're not actually going to like go nuts here. I mean, we're not going to spend all day on this. But enough things were announced. It's kind of interesting. So uh, ironically, the headset they announced, the Meta Quest Pro, uh, which is shipping October 25th for $1,500, is aimed mostly at Enterprise. Um, they made that pretty clear. And I also think certain aspects of the specs of this thing made that pretty clear. It has a lower battery life than the Quest 2, but uh, overall, better optics. It's smaller, especially up front. Batteries in the back, uh, which gives it this like kind of uh, counterweight effect. Um, the, the overall effect is it makes it just look like a smaller, sleeker de- device. It's black, unlike the all-white Quest 2. And uh, it has some interesting camera stuff. I'll talk about some of that in a minute. Obviously, we want to focus on why these may or may not be like the choice of high-end gamers, why they may jump after this thing. Even though, again, I don't think Meta, at the, especially at this price point, is really aiming it at us uh, or at consumers in general. And they've got a Quest 3 coming out next year for between three and $500. So they've got that whole line going on. Uh, anyway, here, here are the basics. Lighter, slimmer. Uh, they have what they call pancake lenses. But you want to explain what that means? You heard this I, keynote, right? You watched yeah, this whole so, thing? Yeah, yeah, I watched the keynote. Well, I endured as much of it as I could. I mean, it was laughably awful. The keynote is by far the most newsworthy thing, just how bad they are doing these. Like, Zuckerberg has looks least like a human as anybody of all time, even in this home court where it's his own damn keynote. Yeah, he's a robot. And, Anyways, everyone knows this. It was t- so I just I didn't watch it the whole way through. I had to skip over parts when they started. Anyways, um, so the pancake lenses are I can't explain them. They're scientifically better somehow. I think they make the number of pixels where you're looking denser by reflecting light, so they don't have to draw as many pixels because you're not paying attention to your periphery. Right. But with, I guess, eye tracking, it can tell where you're looking along the lens and then provide that information to your eye in a quality way. I'm really curious to see what they're like. I would like to try them. Did he call them pancake lenses? That was his words? uh, They're not his words. Those are just the words of the industry. It does that because it folds light like a pancake. Rather than just shooting the light directly towards you through the lens, the light goes into the lens, folds like pancake, then folds back out into your eye. Yeah. Yeah. That makes There's sense. There's an infographic, I think, maybe somewhere, but I don't know where it is. So this isn't that foveated rendering thing, or is that part of that technology, maybe? This, uh, you know, mm, uh, where I you I think foveated look. is the kind they're using now. Because fovea is when you, like the PS5, the VR2 has the thing where wherever you're looking, all of the power is going to that focal point. 
and everything yeah. else loses maybe some definition, but you can't really tell because it's periphery and it's in real time. So anywhere you look, the the priority switches to where you're staring, and they call that foveated rendering. And I don't. This sounds a little like that the way you described it, but maybe this yeah. is a furthering furthering. No, of that this technology. is this is the first. It's not exactly the first of its kind in the VR space, but it's basically the first of its kind. It might be the there might be one other model from a lesser known. Right. Um, maker of VR headsets that's using it, but so it is kind of a new thing. So it wouldn't be anything that currently exists. Uh, they got full color pass through and AR stuff. So you, uh, instead of that really wobbly, ugly black and white thing you see with the quest two, it has, you know, you can just see through the thing. And yeah. in theory, you're using more AR and more mixed reality in general and not just VR in that case, I guess. Yeah. I was reading a review where someone's like, I could just, I put the headset on and then I can keep talking to the person. You're not like lost in your headset going, where are you? Right. Like you put the headset on and you just like continues conversating with the person in the room. Yeah. The people that were there, they showed a couple of demos. A guy put it on and immediately he had two ultra wide computer screens one playing some video game, the other with a bunch of spreadsheets and work on it. And then a third one that was his laptop, but it was augmented with a larger screen in the AR VR thing. But everything else in the room was all passed through. And if that was, if the fidelity that they plan on having was represented there, that looked really rad. Like to the point that, I don't know, that kind of got me excited if I could have, you know, a much smaller space, but end up with just tons of screen space that was just as good. It needs to be just as good, but just as good as if it was here. That's compelling. You know, I could see that yeah. being a thing. You know, John could play as uh, one of one of his final fantasies on a screen over here. And then in the middle one, you could be, you know, looking at the, the anime porn. And then over here, you could have, I don't know, what what else? What other third thing you like? I don't know, but I already do that. <laughs> I didn't need a VR headset to do that. I have two monitors, Scott. That's true, but if you I didn't... even have two different PCs supporting them so that, you know, if one is using all my bandwidth, you know, I can still do something on the other. And in a pinch, I can even pull out my phone Whoa. in case, you know, the porn isn't engaging or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Find more engaging porn on your phone. Yeah, and um, an iPad. I got one of those. I could get four screens up in here. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. That and you're doing it the re- like the most practical way possible. Real screens. That see that'll be the troglodytes <laughs> yeah, of the future. Crazy. The troglodytes of the future will be the ones that are like, back in my day, we had real screens, and everybody else will be like, "Come on, Grandpa, we're watching." You know. I mean, they're like that now. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We literally just witnessed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit. Um, all right. So that's kind of cool. It's got face and eye tracking. The eye tracking is interesting because, um, in, uh, the, okay. So it has some like reverse eye tracking stuff, not just for what you see, but it sees you and sees your face so that this facial tracking actually translates pretty interestingly, I think in the immersion territory. So let's say you're in a public space of some virtual type of thing, an MMO, if you will. And I'm saying something like, Thine sword hath pierced me through. Well, instead of just the audio making my mouth go, it'll be like actual, you know, mo-cap, real-time mo-capping of my expression. That's basically what it is. Like, just think about a future where you could get the Pixar app and you can make your own Pixar movies. Like, you get pre-rendered characters, record video, throw on a couple of headsets and do acting at your house. Yeah. 
which so I'm planning fun. on doing. Yeah, I can't wait. Exciting. I'm excited about yeah. that as well. I mean, there's no way I'm buying a $1,500 freaking VR headset. Well, I but. mean, we're early days. Like all the earliest stuff's always expensive, right? Fast forward 10 years when if enterprise buys all this stuff, you know, and brings down the cost of the headset, every household has to have a couple of headsets and, you know, we're living in the VR world. Yep. That's true. So we're still early. Controllers are new for this thing. Uh, they're, you know, new versions of the controllers. They uh, don't track relative to the headset. They're self-relative. So they are being tracked all on their own. That's why they're expensive too. You can buy these for the Quest 2, but they're $300 for the, to just add them to your existing Quest. I have to admit yeah. that's a little tempting, but it's really expensive. Uh, they're sweet though. They have a little nub on them that you can paint and write with. Hey, John, you, don't have the do you hear that? On them. John, there's a nub. Do you hear that? There's I like a, nubs. Yeah? Yeah. You can rub okay. your nub? Okay. I can yeah. also do that without a VR. <laughs> Here's one thing where it's worse, where you might just want to have the Quest, is that the frame rate is capped at 90 on the Pro, whereas the frame rate can actually be boosted to 120. On the um, Quest 2? Like refresh on the screens. Yeah. So that's what indicated to me that this was for Enterprise. Like, Enterprise, they're not going to care if it's, you know, they're just going to care that it works magically, but like a gamer is going to be like, am I getting all 120 frames? Like it's important, mm. <laughs> you know? Like, so I feel like, I feel like this, and with the announcement of the quest three coming later on, um, I feel like, like you said, this is for enterprise for sure. So yeah. I just look at this as like, okay, so we're getting cool investment. I hope a lot of companies will, will, will buy and like have work in virtual spaces. And like, there's all kinds of things this presents a solution for all kinds of workplace problems for certain types of businesses, I think. Yeah, I agree. Also, the kind where you've got somebody next to you for real and you need the pass-through, which doesn't really exist with current sets. Um, the lighter, less obtrusive you know, thing on your head you know, doesn't really address a gaming thing, but it does address sort of like the big question of can these be used in, in the workplace and can yeah. they be effective in that way? Um, if you have iPhones and you use the Memojis or the hell they're called, that, that's a Nintendo thing. What's it called? Whatever they are, the face emoji things. Emoji? That's this technology, but but pointed in to make you recognize your face. That thing I was just showing the chat room. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the idea. Anyway, uh, well, let's see what else. Uh, uh, ba ba Oh, um, here's some interesting stats. One in three apps on the Oculus Store earns revenue in the millions. It's okay. By most measurements, probably not enough for them. They want more. Uh, 33 have grossed more than 10 million and 55 titles have exceeded 5 million in gross revenue. They didn't say which ones, though, did they? So, well, no, uh, they might have. I just went. The point of me writing this was like the presentation was li every two seconds. You're like, by the way, we've made a lot of money. We're making millions of dollars. Mm. They kept reminding us every five minutes to make sure to mention how many millions of dollars they were making. Yeah. So there was actually a lot more, but it was all just bragging. Like it wasn't really that informative. Yeah. Um, but I just pulled out the stuff that was neat because it's easy to be dismissive of VR. Like VR right now, it's like, oh yeah, like John said, they got screens at home. People like as if I'm going to have a headset on my house, all this stuff. And it's like, well, you know, maybe it won't be a big thing that's everywhere, but if they're able to pull in millions, there's potential in that market. And I think they're trying to entice more app makers to push that tech forward. And, you know, obviously, if you have a store that's earning good money, there are people that are going to want to get on top of that. Yeah, that, that They are advertising for opportunity. And that's, Valve doesn't do that. Like, 
it doesn't mean Valve's doing anything wrong, but you never hear from them. Like, by the way, our like games do really well in mm-hmm. the VR space. Like, you know, yeah. like we need positive promotion because there is resistance. It's it represents change, and I had there's a bit of a stigma uh, with VR headsets still from a lot of people, and we need positive messaging that like the future is bright for this technology, and 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 certainly for businesses to get in bed with uh, you know Meta or Valve or whoever. When you mentioned cool shit. you mentioned Valve, and um, that's interesting because due to a, a job listing, the kind of sort of leaked that they're working on a, a new headset in addition to the Index is like their big wired tower based you know monster solution that's pretty expensive. The Vive uh, Pro, I think, or something like that. Uh, is it a Vive? Th- well, no, that I mean the Index is Valve's. There's the Vive stuff as HTC's. Oh. Um, and HTC has their own thing going on and their own enterprise stuff lately these days. They're not as focused on consumer, yeah, but there's a pretty high end one. I remember from my time in VR chat, but I can't remember if it's HTC or, or, or valve. I mean, valves, higher. valves index one is, I think the highest end thing on the market. I think there's a high end one that does the facial recognition that, that Facebook's doing yeah. as well. Yeah. And, um, that already exists, but I think it's actually more expensive than the Facebook. one. Got it. But this listing makes me here's okay. I'm just throwing out Scott theory. Here's a Scott theory. Valve's having a moment here with the Steam Deck, very successful, uh, mm-hmm. exceeded expectations, selling like crazy, a profitable venture. That's that's good for them. And the index did well for who it was aimed at, high-end VR players on on Steam. I think Valve's working on a standalone, inside-out tracking competitor, reasonably priced competitor to the Quest, Quest 3, Quest 2. I think they're working on one. Yeah, why not? They probably could even use the same OS. It's because both are just small screens, right? Like at the end of the day, your VR screen is a pretty small cell phone screen. Yeah, they're just using high like high of... pixel like resolution, but like yeah, they're they're they, they could leverage the technology that they use the Steam Deck for. It's a VR headset is basically Steam Deck strapped to your face, right? <laughs> you yeah, know, with motion controls. Like it's the same thing. So yes, yeah, they're both using a lin- well, I guess the the Quest uses some sort of fork from Android, but the uh, the um, Steam uses their, I forgot the name, well, Steam, Steam OS. I mean, that thing's just ready to be used and forked in any way they want. Like, I think that I think they would really do well with a standalone, t- untethered experience that somehow lets you install, sideload, you know, your VR games from Steam onto that thing, run them through Proton or whatever. Works great on the Steam Deck, so I imagine we'd have a similar situation there. And if you can make it a little smaller, a little tighter, a little more gamer focused, I think Valve could kick ass right now if they really wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, but they don't have the shareholders to appease all the time. They're just a company still owned by the same people. There's no, they're not publicly traded. So I don't feel like they feel that kind of pressure. Yeah, so maybe, it's definitely coming because we definitely have, there's been sequel bait in Half-Life Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a sense that, wait, did I spoil the ending for you? Did no. People? I don't think so. Oh, did you? Okay. You indicated. Yeah, okay. I think Bo and I talked about it a little bit, but I don't think we. Oh, you weren't there. Okay. You weren't there. Is that the night? I yeah. That might've been a week that you weren't there, Scott. I was on a boat. But basically if you played it through the end of half-life, Alex, you will definitely get the impression. There's more half-life coming, including more half-life, Alex, like a half-life, Alex do, but possibly more half-life. It's half-life. valve. They may not feel compelled to do squat shit, but you know, like they certainly left it that way. So I'm expecting another VR entry. Um, 
and uh, hopefully a new headset along with it. I'm thinking. Do you think we ever get a proper? No, I don't mean proper. I'm not trying to say it's a pejorative to not ever do this, but like a f- regular old here's a F- new FPS in the Half Life world. That yes. you think really based on that? Yeah. Oh jeez. Yep. I, I have to spoil it for you. Do you want to be? Are you going to play Half Life Alex through the completion? I mean, I have it. I need to. Five years. Someone gifted it. Yeah, we have a lot of games, right? Like, yeah. we all I mean, intend I'd to say complete the games. Statute of limitations on Half Life Alex is is beyond. But it's I mean, not, not my. Everybody it's not, has a John's. That's a good VR point. Headset. That's a good point. It's not. Well, yeah. For listeners, you can skip ahead. I'm just talking. I'm just concerned about Scott. No, no, no. I'm sorry, fine to be sorry, spoiled. Listeners. I don't care. I don't care about all right. spoilers. Well, listeners, spoilers. All right. Yeah. Skip ahead five minutes. Yeah. Uh, at the end of Half-Life Alex, the the G-Man uh, grants you a wish, I guess, for your service. Essentially, it's kind of wrong, but whatever. Ooh, is he quickly. like a genie? Comes out of a, uh, out of a Not face? Not really. It, it, the G stands for the it's, it, it's, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. And that thing you, that thing that you wish for, or wish, I guess it's wish for, the, the intervening thing is that you save your dad. Yeah. So... So at the end of Half-Life episode two, Half-Life two, episode two, you end up saving your dad. Yeah, I remember that. And then you see uh, Gordon Freeman and then the adventure continues on so that there's an like an implication that Gordon Freeman, like I can't remember exactly how the dialogue goes, but that he's got work to do and he's going to keep going. Yeah. Even though it's a prequel, it technically moves the story of Half-Life two, part two forward. You're actually... Further in events, sort of in Half Life Episode Two than you were before. This is the closest yeah. we've ever gotten to Half Life yeah. Three. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's, <laughs> a, there's some retconning that happens as well because that's part of the story is you know magic bullshit. So there's retconning, and then Alex works for the G Man. So there'll be a Half Life Alex Two. They they said the story will continue okay. at the end. Okay. So so you get a so sequel just to as that. it relates to our hardware discussion. Yeah, there I'm expecting Half Life Three. And Half-Life Alex 2 uh, to both be titles in the future based on what I saw at the ending of this game. Okay. I don't think you spoiled so, anything. Based on the ending yeah. of that game, those two things are going to happen. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's actually just... the ending. It's just really cool. Like Experiencing the ending in VR is really awesome. That I can't... Words can't describe. Sure. But it feels like to have the G-Man in your face going, you've made it this far. <laughs> yeah. You that are guy. a great warrior. What do you think that guy's breath smells like if you had to guess? Fish. Fish. Uh, you yeah, say fish? John says fish. What do you say, Bo? I like the fish call. John's, yeah. John's pretty good. <laughs> John's got a good nose for these things. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. I'm getting kind of a, um, I'm getting kind of potato, garlic potato kind of vibe out of him. Like an egg salad? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe fish that. Fish and egg salad lunch. Like a little bit of mustard. Made. Yeah. Pickle. Mm. I don't know. Just seems like the guy's been eating a lot that day. Every time I see him, he's just been had to go to a lot of buffets on at Black Mesa. Yeah, it's just one room to another. Just one long di- uh, thing at the cafe there. I assume they have a big, you know, they got a big cafe uh, buffet, and he just won't stop. That guy. I don't think he's human. You think he's no, alien? No, I don't think so. That's why I said fish. Like just a vaguely yeah. alien, otherworldly, like another world fish. Him. So it's got testicles for eyeballs, and it speaks out of its anus. Like it's yeah. half life alien. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, funny enough, I played a game today that felt like I was talking to things that were had stuff coming out of their <laughs> anus. So we'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, so there you go. They also announced some games: uh, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter Two. Which uh, the first time was apparently Walking Dead is one of the better VR games. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, The Walking Dead VR. I've got to try it. I'm really curious that 
it's reviewed really highly, so I have to try it. Probably show up in a deal at some point. Uh, Iron Man VR, which originally was a PSVR exclusive, that is no longer the case, and is being developed uh, for the uh, Quest, and and this thing will play it, obviously, the new one. Among Us VR, which launches this week, I think. It actually looks kind of dope, too. It's cartoony and stylized. I'm really curious about it. I'm pretty sure. Is that out now? I think it might be out. I think it's a soon kind of thing, but I'd have to check on the Oculus. It's on the Oculus store, VR. right? Yeah, Steam as well, I believe. Oh, release date. Here we go. November 10th. Sorry, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Okay. I'm going to favorite that because I missed, you know, I didn't play Among Us, but I think I'll do the, I think the VR might make for some. Dude, Among Us I'll, is I'll, a riot. Oh my gosh, you're right. This yeah, looks amazing. Yeah. Look at this. You have a headset? Maybe we can get some people in and do, do a, oh, a hell VR yeah. sesh. Hell yeah. I have no to get doubt. John a headset. I hate that he doesn't have a headset. You guys, let's band together. Buying John a headset. Let's just all. I'm fine. Let's all band together. Get John a Quest Two. Let's do. Let's go back in time so we can save a (laughs) hundred dollars. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Yeah, Among Us is great. We should definitely play that. You never played it at all, Bo. Never like played a game. Never touched it. I mean, I have some understanding of what the game style is. It existed before Among Us. Yeah, Uh, it was like Village or something. I don't know, Nomad, something like that. Yeah, Um, lots of board games do it. I watched some streams of it and stuff. I get the general idea of it. I just never, I never played. I think you'd like it. I'm just a bad liar, so I lose a lot. But other than that. Yeah, I you think know. it's just meant to be a good time. You know, we're not this trying to sports it up in here. <laughs> uh, Behemoth by the Iron Man VR devs. Uh, this is the, by the way, the reason you feel like, wait, why is Iron Man going to the quest? It's because uh, Meta bought them, bought the devs. Yeah, they so bought that's why it switched. Devs, so. And then Spatial Ops, uh, AR shooter so thing. This is more just, I don't think it looks that good, but I think you should just look at the video a little bit because it's, it's kind of hilarious. It's like Office Call of Duty. Yep, look at these guys dorking um, off in their office. So it's an AR game, and they're in the office, and they literally have riot shields and handguns, and I guess it can detect and make walls out of the office, and then you can just shoot at each other. But here's, here's my question. This is part I don't understand. AR, this doesn't have pass-through, so it's not true AR. I don't get to see my office, really. I mean, it has the black and white thing, but it's the the the, the what do you call it? The, the periphery is not real on that. Like, it's weird. Yeah, it's doing a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know how it's going. Oh, there's work. a lot. Everything about Quest is experimental. We haven't established the standards of what is a good and not good game, unlike consoles and flat screen, which yeah. we've been working on for decades. Yeah. So, but you know, it's still just kind of. I just think it's funny. There's like somebody reading on some chairs in the office, and all two people are going pew 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 pew, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Also, I don't know. I mean, I know some. People I don't think have, it's going to be good. But some some people funny. have office space like this. I think most people don't. Like these big, cool yeah. hallways, and this stuff. is a this is a, a definite ideal <laughs> setting. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, everybody's office is like this. I'm sure. And maybe if you're like, in this industry, it yeah. certainly doesn't look like any of the offices I worked in. They all think everyone works at like Facebook campus or like Apple's <laughs> Apple's big yeah. spaceship. And imagine thing. being a teacher and your kids wanting you to, to. Can we play spatial ops in school? You know, in the kind of environment we live in these days, like you're like, uh, no, no, <laughs> yeah. we will not be doing spatial ops. <laughs> I look back at the days of sneaking into the computer lab to play Counter Strike every lunch and thinking, man, what a wild time that I got away with that. Yeah. That bunch of us just played counter-strike all lunch every day at school no kidding did that with quake we did a quake see this quake tells you how old everybody is because you guys did it with the right you were playing the right game for the age you were for me it was literally like uh what was the one where you'd run around and dig holes and the guys would fall in the hole and then you bury him 
It's an old 2D game. Burger time. No, but it's like burger time. <laughs> Ding dong. No, it's the chat will know this. What is the name? Uh, Load Runner. Load Runner. Cubert. It was Load oh, Runner. Load Runner was classic. Load Runner is a classic. No, it was a great game, yeah. but that's what I was playing in the computer lab. <laughs> Scott's saying so. it wasn't a classic when he was doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was new when I was doing it. I mean, I was in I was in high school, you know, late right, 80s, right, so right, it's like right. just different. But I'm man, those Quake days, though, my wife was pregnant with my daughter. And we refused to stop playing Quake at night. She'd be at the office with us just hanging out. And we'd play Quake until, I don't know, three in the morning. And my poor wife just sprawled on a couch, uh, pregnant as hell. And she didn't mind being there, but she couldn't look at anyone's screen because the movement in Quake would make her feel like she was going to hurl. So those are good times. Great times. Yeah. The best thing that ever happened. Okay, quick Quake story. We're in the office forever ago, 96, whatever. We're playing, I think, even just the demo that they released before the game was done. And we got it off Usenet or something. And we've had somebody was already making mods, and we made mods so you could have red team versus blue team. You got to remember, this is a time where none of that existed. These weren't game types yet. So, you know, everybody at the office all scattered throughout this building were all either on the blue team or the red team. And this guy named Marshall... Same guy that ate the Twinkies with the mayonnaise in it. That's the other story I always yeah. tell about that guy. Yeah, Marshall. <laughs> for some reason, Marshall always got so much shit. But we were we'd play red v blue, and during the game, we would sneakily when he wasn't in the the room. This guy who set all this up knew the command codes to change teams on whoever he wanted. So he would slowly, as the game would go on, it would be ten v ten. But as the game would go on, he'd start making this guy blue, this guy blue, this guy blue, and before we got done. Everyone's blue except for Marshall, and he is getting <laughs> wrecked. Every corner he turned around, bam, dead, bam, dead, bam, dead, and he couldn't figure it out. He was so mad. You could hear him in there screaming at his keyboard, pounding stuff, and then we finally told him what happened, and he would not play with us ever, ever again. Poor Marshall. Same guy that spent all of his money in Vegas when we went there for a tech convention, Comdex. He spent all of his money on lap dances and had to call his mother... <laughs> He had to call his mom to have her, her wire him money while he was in business. There are just some people that are programmed like that. You know, it's like, <laughs> Bo says this about himself, so I don't feel like I'm outing him super hard. There's some people that just, it, it's in their DNA. They're going to be late. Yeah. They're not going to show up on time right. or early. It's in their DNA. I think in the same way that there are people like that, there's some people that are yeah, just incident prone. They so, just live their life in a way where the decisions they make are going to consistently put them in those positions over I'm, and over and yeah, over. It's, that was it's funny because you're not calling me out at all. There's an ongoing sort of bet going on right now with me and voting in the local municipal elections. Oh, yeah. So my friends really, you know, into politics, like you need to vote. It's your constitutional right or whatever. And so I've missed early voting one and early voting two because it's tonight. I'm like, I'm doing core. And they're like, strike two. <laughs> and so like now they're taking bets. There's one more chance for me to vote. And they're taking bets that I won't sleep in or otherwise have some excuse because like I always forget to vote. When is I vote? When, when's the vote. big day? When's your last chance? I think it's they said October 24th. I okay, think. so you got a little couple days. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, not sure of the date. You can put me down for the Bo's not going <laughs> to vote. Yeah, well, you won't win a lot because the odds are definitely in your favor, apparently. Sure. sure. Uh, yeah. Is it far? Like, how far would you have to go to? Uh, how does it work? I think it's Canada? like a two minute walk. There's a church just down the road from here. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm really it. bad at voting, you guys. I just, I love yeah, it. It's my it, people died for the right to vote, and I'm like, I'm sleeping until three today, or I'm, you know, I have court today. I got to talk about video games. Yeah, we got to talk about games. Are you kidding me? You can't go vote and change the the course of history. Oh. You have to stay here and talk to us. Yeah. Um, I'll bet you make it. I'm actually voting that vote goes. I think he goes. Oh, okay, there's someone in chat that knows. It is October 24th. You must be in Ottawa. Uh, yeah, you okay. are. And if you do look, I'm I'm my faith is in you. I think you go and do it. I think you're as likely to vote on the fourth, twenty fourth, as Marshall was to eat a box of Twinkies that had mayo injected into them, and he did. Now I, n- I never blew a bunch of money to strip club because I always found it too expensive. <laughs> you're like <laughs> I've me. only been a couple of times, but like I give twenty dollars and it's done in three minutes, and I'm like that's it for twenty yeah. bucks. Like I can get a whole Eastside Mario's dinner for twenty bucks. Lasts me an hour. No kidding. That's what I, I've never me. I've never been to a strip club. And then I realized what like a cheap bastard that made me say after the morality of it all kicked in. I was like, well, dollars like anyways. Well, John, same. You and I, are, I've never been to one. I've been to Vegas yeah. a million times. Never been to a strip club. Just never caught a straight titty or anything like that. No, like, no. Just, I mean, well, yeah, no, it's just like walking down the street. Oh, God, out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, like straight t- well, you know, what I mean? like, sometimes sometimes you don't want to go, but someone drags you in there. So you see a dance or two or so, you know, like you're like, I want to leave. You know, you never just. Oh, I have people want me to go all the time, but I would always go, ah, I'm good. I'm going to go to the arcade or yeah, something. Yeah, I, you know, I, I always had other things to do. You guys yeah. are great role models. I, I grew up with different kinds of role models. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was just never, I'm never much of a peer pressure kind of person. Never, even when I was younger, I just sort of like, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound like much fun. I'm going to go to I mean, this I, think, I didn't really get peer pressured into it. Someone's like, do I see some boobies? And I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, when you're 18, you're like curious. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I just never. Now been. I'm like over it. But, you know, just at that age. Well, hopefully when you vote on the 24th, the big thing on the ballot is more strip clubs coming soon. Really dumb. <laughs> Replace my voting church with a strip club. <laughs> yeah, what, wouldn't affect me. Actually, that, that's not a good idea. My sister lived in a place in Toronto and near her was the back uh, back of a strip club so they go out there and smoke yeah and she said all they do is they go out there and fight and like you could just they they talk so loud you could hear all their personal problems and std talk like oh no one's happy throughout there. the neighborhood you yeah. know it's just like shut up no I, i'll get heat for this but i've always said it there's no one's happy at a strip club i'm sorry there's yeah, yeah. the patrons yeah, no, the patrons maybe are because they're out drunk and having fun with their friends but none of the women there are having a good time the people they work for aren't no. nice people i'm telling you no. it's the way it is no. This is how it is when you and there someone's going to go. Don't you dare besmirch the 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 dancing. Like, no, I'm telling you, you can, I you can still you. be pro sex work or sex positive without with also still acknowledging the terrible working conditions that sex workers have to go. Well, not only that, I'm, I'm I guess what <laughs> I'm actually arguing is if we were less weird about if we were more sex worker positive and quit worrying about it so much and quit demonizing it so much, then those places could be places of less ill repute, less complaints, less issues, less smirminess, less, you know, skeeviness, whatever. I don't know what smirminess even is. I made that up. There'd be less of that though. And it would be less of that because people wouldn't be so freaking hung up on it. Like let them do their, let that be a thing. Quit making it sound like it's a a den of uh, evil and iniquity. And then, their lifestyles go up, their pay goes up, everybody wins. And if you're still going to those places, great, you win too. You got, you know, you you get if what everyone you're has getting. a VR headset. You might not need to go to those places. Some forty year old man can avatar up as a beautiful lady, and yeah. then you can go in to your VR strip club and get a dance. 
from someone who knows what a man wants. Yeah, another man, another man. Yeah, <laughs> then, then you know. I hate how so right you are. I so think your hot twenty-something <laughs> avatar dancing for you all of a sudden goes my freaking limbs <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, you get a bit of a uh, refund for that. You know. Oh, I freaking yeah. love that so much. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, so let, back to VR. Oh, uh, <clears throat> it was always about VR. Don't worry. It was never not about VR. Uh, Demio will be playable in mixed reality also starting October 25th. That's actually interesting to me. That That's game's exciting. already cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's already Demio's, rad. Uh, we, we love Demio here on Core. Yeah. Demio, uh, thumbs up. But both, both versions, by the way, flat screen version, also very good. But I think VR is where it's at. You should play it there. Um, they're also getting, this was a bit of big news, Xbox Cloud Gaming, a.k.a. Game Pass Streaming, will be available on the Quest in 2D. So you're not going to run around in 3D in those worlds, but you can have a big screen in front of you that is covering your entire vision that is a big giant screen playing, I don't know, Halo Infinite or whatever. You're playing on a movie theater. Imagine going to a movie theater and playing on that. that. Well, yeah. You can simulate that in 3D. This is what Microsoft <laughs> wants. They want to just have Game Pass on every platform. And Quest is like, yeah, come on in. PlayStation's like, no way, get out of here. And Nintendo's like, whatever, right? They won't do it, but they would. In fact, wasn't there something something around this announcement? There was some talk that, uh, shoot, somebody at Microsoft said, we went to Sony and said, here's how we think we could make Game Pass work really well on Sony platforms. And you would benefit, we would benefit, everybody wins and players would love it. And they still wouldn't do it. They turned them down. Well, yeah, there's, right now they got bad blood. Yeah, it's right. Got to they turn got into blood. a fight, and then once the fight's over, then we'll see if it happens. Yeah, yeah. But once once the dust clears from the battle, the battle and the bloody corpse of one of them remains. Can you imagine Pepsi going to Coke and being like, "Let's bury the hatchet and just release Copsey." Copsey. Pete. Coke. One brand, one Coke. Copsey. Introducing Coca Cola P. Yeah, I don't think that. No, you call it you call it Poke. P O K E. Poke. Poke. Yeah. Poke zero. I don't know. There's too many Coke letters. It's not really fair. You only get the P from the Pepsi. It needs to be P-Oke. P-Oke. That's about all of the Pepsi that I want in a <laughs> You only the, want a little P. Just <laughs> a little, little bit of, of uh, Pepsi. I mean not P. Well, <laughs> okay. Diet Poke. I'm telling you. The name's right there. Pepoke. It's ready to go. Ch- cherry Poke. <laughs> cherry Poke is also the strip club we're talking about. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> There it is. All the way around. Did it. Nailed it. (laughs) Well done, dude. Uh, That's terrible. All right, moving on. Uh, So, yeah, that's uh, just real quick to make a mention of this. Uh, I don't think this will be my preferred way to play Xbox Game Pass xCloud games, but I I totally want to see it in action and then try it once. Yeah, I'll probably never do it again because I just don't think it's very (laughs) practical, but I I definitely want to try it. I think like how I feel it. about 99% of what I hear about VR is like, sure, I'll try that one time. Yeah, that's why we got to get you a headset so that part of it is off the table. Yeah, but then I would feel guilty. Like, here's why I don't want a, a headset is because if somebody gave me a headset, I'd be like, all right, and I'd try all the things, you know, I'd play Half-Life Alex and I'd try all the stuff. Um, and I, I have no doubt I'd probably think it was cool. But then when it turned into a dust collector, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, people bought me this. Mm-hmm. And it's just feel sitting bad. there. You yeah, wouldn't have to feel guilty. I don't, I don't use mine diligently every day. I go through phases. Sometimes I'm playing, you know, if I play a flat screen game, then I'm not playing it. But. Oh, I guess I forgot to tell you guys. Hold on a second. Let me turn my camera. I think you can see it. 
Look at that over there. That looks like a Series X. I can't focus on yeah. that. Yeah, it does. Um, I recognize that little green thing it, and glowing light. Anyway. It's a, it, has what a it, secret. it has a secret. It's You're not of, supposed to open it. It's mind. a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge with a God. very cold can of Coke right here. Is it good? Does yes. it work? Yes. And it was only 40-something bucks on Walmart. They had a deal for like half off. Oh, my gosh. Send me the link. I had a mini fridge. It's my favorite (laughs) gift I've ever been given. Yeah. Well, Steam Deck's now is a good competitor. But also, I I paid for that, but it was a gift. But I I put it on my cart, so I don't know how that works. But, yeah, the the mini fridge was like my favorite gift I've ever been given, and mine broke. Oh, and I'm so I've never been sadder than when my mini fridge. Hold on, Bo's, Bo's pointing out. He is, I, I got look that looks like a giant PC over there, doesn't it? <laughs> but guess yeah. what? It, guess what? It, it, it actually holds stuff. <laughs> it I love it. There we go. Uh, there's oh, oh what crazy. you can put a lot crazy. in there, so much Mad in house. there. Right. Oh man, Whew. how about? <laughs> Hang on, I can't hear anything. I no, you're fine. My headset wire. Everybody at home who couldn't see that bow, uh, that bow went over and showed us his actual fridge that has like food and drinks yeah. and stuff in it. I feel like there is a window of people that know what we're talking about, Scott, and yeah. it's kids up to a certain age. Yeah. Are, are like hell yeah mini fridge would be awesome yeah then there's a gap this is where Bo lives mm-hmm. it's not necessarily age it's lifestyle mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. and there's where Bo operates and then there are parents who are like oh my god a mini fridge would be the greatest <laughs> gift to mankind yeah any as soon as you know the joys of understanding that if someone as soon as you're in a situation where beings in the house if they hear you in the kitchen come out and start demanding things of you yeah then you gain the knowledge that is the benefit of not having to go to the kitchen for something yeah you're not wrong like you're not wrong because let me tell you the second you go into the kitchen and you hit that point in your life where you go out in the kitchen and you close a pantry door too loud and someone pops out and like what are you making you're like oh shit my life's over like it's just it's i need a mini fridge so bad yeah they're great and also uh so the only thing i would say about it is it's really like bo bo actually makes a decent point this thing's really small and most normal mini fridges have room for a lot more this has room for about eight cans six to eight cans or something um it's not that much bigger than an actual series x it's a little bigger than one but not much i wish it was like i don't know if it was about double that, I'd be really happy. Um, as it stands for forty bucks, I'm. It was on sale. I got it for half off yeah. or something. So yeah. it's like I'm getting this. It's just too dumb not to. It could break tomorrow, and I'd still be glad I got it because it's dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. I love how dumb it is. Anyway. Yeah, it wasn't meant to make you feel bad about yours. I was just showing off the fact that I have a fridge near my desk too. You do. Yeah, you've got. But yeah, you got a, a stove. Real big one. You can actually put food in there. <laughs> yeah, you got a stove. You got a kind of pantry and things. You're all good, man. You got everything you need. Right Literally, there. the kitchen's right here. Yeah, you have you just a kitchen. You can go cook whatever you want without any fear of waking anybody up or like it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's awesome. Uh, they also made a deal with Microsoft for like it's formalized to do things like office suite services. They're going to do MS Teams integration. They're kind of going all in on this. I actually think this is this was important for their enterprise pitch to say, hey, all that stuff you're already working with with Microsoft services and all that, guess what? They also work on this, you know, in our suite of tools. So so that's a thing. Um, anyway, it's interesting. 
I think it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, from a gaming perspective, this was not a device aimed at gamers, but I know at least a half a dozen people who are really into VR, probably Bo included, that are tempted just because, you know, it's next it's, step type stuff. It's tempting, but 1500 is 2K Canadian, yeah, right? That's a lot. That's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. And I don't, they didn't show anything that was like mind blowingly, you know, it's like a first gen of something like quest is quest two. So there's already been a quest that product's been improved knowing there's going to be a third one. Why am I buying the first gen of an enterprise level headset? I don't recommend anyone buy this. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> I recommend businesses buy it. <laughs> if you have an to. office and you want to get uh, cool avatar support in MS teams and have sweet office stuff in your comp- tech company that can, Use it, buy, put in an order for 10,000 headsets. I'm sure they'll give you a discount. Like, that's the other thing. The price point, 1500 makes me feel like if you buy in bulk, they'll knock the price down yeah. of some of these headsets. So, no, they absolutely that's will. That's, that is yeah. a, so, uh, Tom Merritt, I forgot the name of the company, but there's a company that does almost entire, entire telepresence type work stuff, and they had 70,000 employees worldwide. And they're oh, a client here. Just think about that for a second. If every one of those employees gets this $1,500 headset, like that's all the business meta needs to do with it. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. If I worked for a company and they said, hey, great news. All of our meetings are now going to be held in VR. Yeah. I would burn that office to the ground. <laughs> you say that, but we, all of my meetings are now on Teams, and that was unthinkable. Five years no, ago. I'm not saying Video, uh, you know? like that's uh, that's bad enough. I'm saying this is an extra layer bad. Uh, I'm saying I do it. Like, no, I don't want to sit on. I, first of all, I don't want to do Teams. I don't want to get on Zoom meetings for work-related events. I definitely don't want to put a VR headset and log into yeah. virtual. I have to do it to like several it. times a week, so I'm used to it. Yeah, point. but that's my point. It's is because nice not to have to go to a physical play, like take yeah. a cab to another building and meet with people. We can just get on Teams and have the conversation. yeah, yeah. If the, if the, if you're in a position where you don't have to do that yet and it sounds awful, I get that. But then if they did it and you liked your job and wanted to stay there, you'd probably get in like i would be stoked for this but i don't have that kind of thing going on obviously like the, the toughest myself, thing but. about meetings i think is like you're on zoom and not everyone needs to have their camera on okay it's like bandwidth issue but whenever not everyone has their camera on you're not sure who's paying attention and yes, so exactly reco- people need to be free to goof off at work <laughs> yeah and not but no right like not really like you're you know that's not but I, I can understand why you would say that. I've been on that side of the fence, but also on the leadership side of things, you know, you're paying people to work. But you John, know, you don't mean, you mean off, so, at work in know. general, that's one thing, but in a meeting, not necessarily. If you were in a physical meeting in an office inside of a conference room, no one's, no one's over in the corner playing Nintendo while, while the sure. meeting's going yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. you're not one to talk. Don't you play video games on every meeting? Oh, I do it all the time. I do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah, but, the nice thing about Zoom. Zoom can be <laughs> I love that the chat's just like Corpo Bo. It's so true. But I am a Corpo guy. Like I'm, I've been a manager like as a career. I, I, we got a few like emails critical of me, and some of the comments have been like, "I hate how he's like a shill or a corp guy or, or something along those lines." Like 
I am. <laughs> like, get to work. Yeah. Slackers. What are you like, doing? That's, yeah. Slacker I am ass. that guy. So, you know, uh, if you don't like that, then I'm sorry. But, you know, some the standards have to be set and somebody's got to be the uh, person doing that. And that is what I do. So, so actually, I do think of those things. So so under John, John may have made a point that I missed. And now I now I think I understand. So when I, I'm on Zoom meetings here and there for like, I got to talk to an ad producer. I got to talk to somebody, whatever. That happens a lot. Um, during the week. Yeah. And when I do, if it's a particularly boring one or one where I don't have to say much, I'm just kind of there with my rep and then they're talking most of it or whatever. The nice thing about a Zoom call or Skype or any of those yeah. teams, whatever, is that, yes, I've got a camera on me. Yes, it's looking at me. But like Patrick on the instance, I can play a little video game while I'm doing it. You know, I don't know if Patrick knows I know this, but he used to play a lot of Overwatch when we recorded the show. And you could always tell because he's going like this. Does this. Yeah. And we're yeah, like, Patrick, no, what do you think of this? Old instances uh, what do I could, think of what? Play. He would say. Anyway. Guess who's playing World of Warcraft on the instance? There was an era of that as well. I could even when I was watching those streams long before I knew you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could you can sort of tell yeah, when someone was like hearthstoning yeah, oh, yeah. it up and they're like, uh yeah, and not paying attention. Yeah. I used to hate it. But and so from a corporate poor corpo standpoint, it sucks. But if nobody's paying attention, the nice thing about Zoom and that is that I can be playing some game. Uh, the one loop hero or loop hero game and no one will know no one's the wiser but if you now put me in vr uh, the option's not there you got not only can't do it but you have to sit up straight yeah you can't even doodle scott look, just look. see your stupid avatar waggling their finger Every, or your arm will mysteriously melt through the floor because you set something down instead of had it actively on your digits every workplace yeah. is different not every workplace is gonna need it some workplaces you have it's small you trust the people you work with they can slack off and it's fine okay please everyone in the chat room because there's a lot of comments <laughs> yeah I'm not necessarily people have come from i'm both. making They're jokes like, what a piece of i'm shit. making Jeez. jokes i'm not speaking about <laughs> your situation directly however in my experience important information has been communicated over meetings and then when i've gone to inquire or see that this was not there. And then you asked, did you not hear what was discussed at the meeting? And did you not say, oh, yeah, you acknowledge that. And then you didn't. Then you like, you're wondering, what am I doing wrong in that you're not listening to what I'm saying? So you think of things like we need to promote engagement. So let's make sure we have everyone's eye contact. Like I can give presentations. I'm kind of funny and personable. I try my best to make sure you're going to retain the information I'm saying to you. There is an art to it. And, and I think when everyone like there are meetings where I'm the only one on camera. And when that happens and I've seen other people who are the only one on camera, they, they, they don't get hands up in teams. They don't get acknowledgement. They don't get any feedback about how well they're doing. It's not a video. For, it's not TV for the people there to watch. So I think the VR space is kind of nice because you can have remote meetings and ensure engagement on part and participation on the part of everyone who's participating. Right. I know that's not cool. We're a video game show. We're supposed to say, I teabagged a guy with my balls. And that's like, that's what we do here. But like, I have an adult life and this is part of it. So. Have you, have you seen that guy? He went kind of viral for a while on TikTok. I don't know what's going on with him now, but he would do his zoom calls while he base jumped or skied or jet skied or some other crazy, like extreme sport. He had a green screen attached to his back that went behind him. And then so he could project a fake office on it. Uh, and then he would be look like him just kind of staring at the thing. The problem was during the meetings, his hair is like flying all over the place and his 
face is getting pulled back and he's like just doing this. It is one of the funniest things you'll ever see if you can find it. I, don't, I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. It's really good though. That's good stuff. Anyway, that's what's important. It's what matters. Corpo bullshit. And sure, <laughs> if, you're, um, if you're if you're like you know a union guy or you're like screw the manager, like be, keep being that way. You you yeah. do you. My, I'm, my not, I'm not here to tell you. Me to, Scott Everick says, John, we're going to do all our core episodes from VR. I'm going to tell him to fuck off. <laughs> like it's not, not going to happen. Not in a million years. I will say you can get into any leadership position with the best of intentions till someone tests you, and mm. then. That's how it starts. I, Some, I see both sides. You're super cool, and then they walk all over you, and then you, you know, just watch Game of Thrones. They talk about. I used to manage people. I used to manage. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm just lecturing broadly. Yes, I know you understand. That's why I say we're on a show. We're supposed to. We're having. We're having a good time. So, like, you know, yeah. And I see both ends of the stick. It's easy to see both sides. You know, it's been been both places. This is core video game show, not not corpo talk with both. So I'll shut up. (laughs) Corpo talk, a little corpo segment. I like it. It's fun. Uh, A couple other things: the MetaQuest Three next year. We mentioned this three hundred to five hundred dollar price point. Eh, could be expected to be around that. So watch for that. Uh, Also, I don't know. I think Apple's getting close to talking about there. So things could get interesting real fast. And then that new Valve one. In other news, NVIDIA did a thing today. Breaking news, everybody. In the uh, shadow of all these 4090 reviews, which have been glowing, people are like, my gosh, this thing just blows everything out of the water, including their previous gen cards. Um, They better for $1,500. I'm speaking of $1,500. They are now unlaunching a 12 gigabyte model of the RTX 4080 graphics card, which isn't even in people's hands yet. They announced this today. The news comes uh, weeks after the company revealed the product as part of the new line of GPUs. In a very br- that was a weird sound. Did you hear that as I breathed in? Oh, yeah, I, I heard that. Did a pig get into the room? I don't know that what that was. It wasn't me. I heard it. <laughs> it sounded like someone had a little pig in the house. What That's, happened? I don't know. I think I breathed in weird and it made a weird noise. <laughs> <laughs> was you? That yeah, was me. And you were like, who made that sound? <laughs> I don't mean who. I knew it was me, but I'm like, what the frick is that? Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were asking us. Clip I'm it like, and put it on the internet. We need to relive that yeah, sound somebody over make a and clip. over again. We need yeah. a clip chat room. Just go clip it and send it to the chat, please. Can you guys find that? Honestly, that was weird. Anyway, yeah. um, so here's what they did. Uh, they technically announced two of these. <laughs> <laughs> One is the 90, which is reviewing well, and the 4080, which would be the two versions, the less expensive, and so on. One is 16 gig. One is 12 gig. All right? So based on that, you might have gone, oh, well, one's just got more memory. That's the only 4080, difference. 4080, 16, 4080, 12. Yeah, easy Done. peasy. No other reason to even worry about it or talk about it, right? No. And then and they've copped to this. <laughs> Basically, this is what happened. Uh, no. That was not the case. The GPUs were to feature considerably different specifications. For example, 16 gig model has 97, uh, sorry, 9,728 CUDA cores, uh, an increase of more Who than... Who doesn't Kuma. have uh. that many CUDA cores these days? It's <laughs> a lot of cores. Uh, CUDA cores. Uh, 26% over the 12 gig. So that's, <laughs> that's a whole quarter more, quarter or 26% more CUDA cores. <laughs> It's good to know that this show has just evolved into making up words after numbers. That's how it feels I, like. I, can you get? Can you go to your fridge, Scott? I could use a Cuda Cola. Yeah, I get you yeah. a Cuda Cola and a a, a poke. It has twenty nine hundred uh, digiboos. <laughs> <laughs> these are all things, man. I'm not making these up. These are real. 
Um, and they also had, or there's something like a way less uh, ray tracing capability and other stuff. Like it's a real jacked up difference. And people were really annoyed and called them on that. And they said, you know what? We didn't do this right. We're pulling it and we're going to reevaluate what we want to call it and what we're going to do and what it'll have. And we'll let you know the regular, the other 4080 still happening as planned. The 4090 happening as planned that the 12 gigabyte less expensive model is going to change. I think this is the right call. It was certainly one of the things that a lot of people got hung up on when they announced them. Yeah. And uh, it was not good. You know, we got into it, whether I was mm-hmm. right or wrong. Most people disagreed with me. The naming <laughs> conventions of things. Yeah. Um, it was not good naming conventions for uh, a GPU, especially reflecting this wide difference between something with almost the exact same name. So I think that's uh, I think that's smart. Yeah. I mean, and for that price point, you may as well just get a 3080. <laughs> the, the 80, 90 and 70, 60, 50 of that full thing doesn't reflect anything technical as far as i understand it it's just powerpoints right 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 yeah so why not really why not release uh 79 4080 79 and 4780 or whatever <laughs> like there, you have like <laughs> in the fourth one number there are 9999 <laughs> possible numbers in the four thousand series i guess there's ten thousand total but you know yeah. wait yeah. no that that's so wrong there's 1,000 available numbers. <laughs> yeah, where did you? 4, wow, series. hold on. Yeah. I said 10,000. I have no idea. <laughs> more digits than they. You're working on a whole smart. other level of math. Yeah. And we don't He's even. He's thinking understand. about cores. Yeah, yeah, it's all cores at this point. Excuse me. I'm gonna play. <laughs> I'm gonna play this uh, thing with that sound I made. Somebody clipped it. So uh, thanks for that. Whoever did that. Who was that? Uh, Terminus did this in the chat. Here's what I sounded like. Veiled the product as part of the new line of GPUs. In a very br- <laughs> enhance, enhance, just uh, enhance. It's like something can, burped or can something. Can you get the waveform and just isolate I'm it? You, it sounds like you've got, uh, despite the new grandbabies, you've got empty nest syndrome and you got a pig. <laughs> it just lives with you now in the in the background. Let's see if I can isolate turn it up. And enhance, isolate, and enhance. Oh, the well, let me turn it up. I will do that. Somebody, thank you for that. Just send I'll it do to that. me. I can do it. Yeah, it's well. Here's the the links in the chat if you want to mess with oh, it. I don't know what the frick, that. man. That was weird. Anyway, whatever. You make weird noises the older you get. Let's get. To, let's move on to this. Uh, revamped Steam app happened. It's not much to say here except it looks better. It's faster. It's more responsive. Uh, it's got a little menu at the bottom. So you want to do your Steam Guard thing? You can do it. Just click it. You don't have to go hunt for it in a menu. Uh, jump straight. Oh, we can remotely install games. That's cool. You can so, do that on the old one. But- no, you really. Yeah. Oh, I was told you, you could couldn't. do a lot on the old one, but the app was just shitty. This is just they, they're polishing <laughs> the turd is what they're doing. <laughs> I don't remember being able to remotely re- install anything. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could. I'm, I'm certain that I had at least huh. tried to do that before. All right. Whether it worked or not, I don't know. Right. Uh, so, OK, well, that makes sense uh, uh, that it did or didn't. Well, the important thing is, hey, they updated it. I guess and people people have been begging for an update for a while. <laughs> you know, John, you may, you, I mean, they have been right. People resigned. have been like their app is old. They haven't updated it in 10 years. What's the deal? I've had my iPhone seven when they made this app and now, you know, they finally did something. So it's something. Yeah. 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 I, hey, I logged in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, logged in. You logged in right away, and I uh, did what I had to do. Yeah. I remembered my password. You can sign in with a QR code. A couple of cool things like that. You know, it's all good. 
Technology. Technology. What even is it? All right. Uh, EA also did a thing. They got rid of Origin. Finally, <laughs> we knew this was coming, but EA app is now the app, and I guess that's a thing. So I guess now you have that. So I uh, remember when they announced this, and it was you could tell everybody was going for the clickbait headline because everybody was like, they're killing Origin. I remember being like, all right, yeah, finally. Yeah. They got with it. and They're making the EA app. It's still there. It's the same. Just change the name. Yeah. Yeah. They just never, I mean, what did they do when they bought origins? No origin. Yeah. The developer who was, they made what all of the, um, Ultima games, right? I think. Wasn't that origin? Origin, Back in the day, that was the company that made, I think anyway, when they bought all that, they, they didn't do anything except take the name and turn it into the app name using origin. And then now it's just shit, and they don't even—they don't even want it. Yes, it was Ultima. Ultima, right? Yeah. So yeah, King, and Wing Commander. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, and those guys have all moved on to do other things anyway, because EA. <laughs> yeah, they didn't stay on to make no EA's shitty launcher. No. <laughs> like, can you imagine, Lord British? Uh, what do you think of this UI element? Like, what a dumb idea! That well, I think it should contain a tribute to me. I don't. Does he even have an English accent? No, he's like me I've and you. Heard, he's yeah, like, he's like me and you. He calls himself Lord British. I get it. There's Except a legacy he went there. To space. He went to space, or I think, or out upper atmosphere stuff. And then now I don't know what he does now. What's he up to? Has anyone checked in on? Um, he lays uh, on money like Huel in Breaking Bad. He just <laughs> sits down on a bed of money. What if he's broken, destitute? Like he's you know? not. He's fine. I think he's fine. Richard Garriott, that's his name. Let's see, Richard Garriott. <laughs> he's a for a while. They're a pretty controversial guy in gaming. Um, let's see here. Born in '61. Uh, oh, let's see. Ultimate Ascension was the last game that he did. Let's see. Uh, oh, he's the son of a NASA astronaut, Owen Garriott. That may explain uh, why he's so into the into that. Oh, he was born in Cambridge, England, but he came here as a little kid. So he's Lord British because he was born there. And also his characters in his games and stuff. Anyway, I'm sure he's fine. I don't know. It says he's making plenty of money. He's good. Let's see. Uh, accomplishments and interests. Um... Money, money, money. Scott, I have perhaps the best factoid. Listen to this. What's that? What do you got? Garriott covertly smuggled a portion of the ashes of Star Trek actor James Doohan on a laminated card, which he placed under the floor cladding of the ISS Columbus module. This action was kept secret until Christmas Day 2020 when Doohan's son made the fact public on his Twitter account. Oh, my gosh. I knew he I knew that the Doohan stuff went up there. But I didn't know about this. Yeah, Lord British he had smuggled his hands it? on it. He smuggled it. Weird. He's he snuck criminal. ashes. Oh man! But and he, and you can't extradite him because he's Lord British. You can't get him yeah. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Lord. You guys remember his last so do, big game? Does England recognize him? He? I don't think so. <laughs> I think. Well, maybe he's got dual citizenship <laughs> because he's born there. So probably actually yeah like wouldn't they be really mad about that like i don't know <laughs> i'm lord canada that's just who i am <laughs> what are you gonna I, do i Sue would me? love to call you that can i call you that you're all right with it 
as a title? Yeah, I, I mean, I prefer Gorath. All right. You know, Gorath it's fine. It if you is. want to call me that, then do it. Gaforath. That's what I'm sticking with. Gaforath. Do you Gaforath. remember uh, 2007, he made that Tabula Rasa game, and it was bad. That was a bad video game. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, I remember being excited for it, but never played it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was playing an old, I was like, I was a big Ultima 6 fanboy for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. It was the only game I had for a long stretch, and I just played tons of that. Well, oh my gosh, and, I think I did play this game. Did it you had play a full color Rosses? map in it and cloth. Yeah. It was so cool as a kid. I was like, this is such a magical. I mean, it was thing. sci-fi though, right? Or sci-fi fantasy kind of combo deal? Yeah, it was kind of a weird mix. Yeah. It had, yeah, I never played name? the actual Tabula Rosa. It had what, a Fifth Element Lady on the front cover. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. You can see a picture of this. Uh, let me put it up here. They used her her image for it. Um, Lilu Multipass, what's her name? Can't think of her name. Yeah. Anyway, Lou Multipass. Yeah, Lou Multipass. What's right her there. real name? Uh, oh. Lila Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Thank you. <laughs> What'd you say first? <laughs> Mila Jovovich. I, I think he said Mia Jojovich. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what was fun about playing. Uh, we're gonna talk about it later, but when I was playing Overwatch Two with Bo last night, we were naming all this shit. It reminded me of those old days so much. We like, haven't done that in a long time. What was? <laughs> Balls McGee. Balls McGee is uh, Zenyatta. Um, the Mighty JoJo's based on Mila Jojovic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why the enemy. Is what so was good. the other one that you named that made uh, me laugh so, so hard? McCree. They changed his name to oh, McCassidy right. McDonald. That's what we were calling it. It was McCassidy McDonald with two McMicks in front of it. <laughs> and then, you know, we can never remember Night Widow's actual name. Yeah, so you Night called her Night Widow, Widow the whole time. And Widow Night. It was great. It was really great. I love it. All right, I'm Scott. I got an update for you. Go. Here you go. Give it. I put an audio file in the... Is it in Discord? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. go. Okay, I'm going to play it. Ooh, jeez. Let me hear that again. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with me? So I normalized and increased the volume quite a bit, but... Yeah. There you go. Wow. That's the, I think it was your throat because looking at the video, you did a little, I think, <laughs> breathe in and it's like there's some broccoli. It went through some broccoli lodged in your throat. Damn, dude. Uh, Kei Kazumi yeah. says that we, we canceled McCree. Go us. No, we didn't. Blizzard did. I, they they had yeah, that. Yeah, they kind of did call. that of their own volition. There was no outcry about McCree. Well, no. I guess there was a little bit. There was a little but bit. It wasn't about like change his name. I or, think they they did it pretty quick though. I think that change happened pretty fast. It was yeah, yeah and that was all Blizzard, rid of. Though. They were getting all references, getting rid of all references to that guy. Yeah, yeah, they and didn't want. He was one of them. He was definitely that guy. That's that's the thing about cancel culture. Whenever someone says we did it, no companies do stuff. They do stuff. Yeah. No, but that. you can say we did it if there was like a big protest or something, right? Like, um, I mean, you can, but ultimately, this women got make- the vote because we did it. You know, it's not because the politicians are like, yeah, so we will let them vote. It's like people. No, you're right. Pressure makes it happen, but it, in this yeah. case, where it's especially non-governmental, it's like I think they did it pretty quick. That's why I don't think there was like a protest. Right. But know, if they really some- wanted to keep it in, they would. They could have and would have like. Yeah. They didn't. I don't think they need even. Here, here's a here's a controversial thing. The guy was a douchebag and should have been fired a long time ago. And I'm glad they finally did. And I don't blame them for having this sour taste in their mouth. But I think he should have just left the guy's name McCree. Maybe change his first name and just call him McCree. I don't know. I remember there were actual protests at Blizzard by the employees. So. It's it's easy. Here's what I'll say. Like I still am probably because I don't care enough to learn a new name. I probably he's still gonna live in my head 
<laughs> as McCree. But imagine if you were a person who was on the bad end of something this guy did. Yeah. You'd probably be feeling pretty good that you a game you work on or play or like or have to promote yeah. doesn't have his name plastered all over it. No, that's you, that's a good point. I think that does make it better. I mean, obviously it does. I'm just what I, my whole my overarching point isn't I'm glad or not glad or whatever. It actually doesn't make that big of a difference to me. But I just think this was Blizzard's call the whole time, and whether it was from pressure or not, they made the call. Yeah. So yeah. I think they should have called him change. It wasn't a change for us. They should have called him uh, McDonald's. Though. For McDonald's. McCree McDonald's. It's like, like a McDonald's. Yeah. I like McCowboy. McC- <laughs> it sounds like a McDonald's food item. Come in now and get the McCowboy. <laughs> What'd you, what I was mean, it, it might be his last name. McCassidy McCowboy. McCassidy McCowboy. <laughs> McCassidy McCowboy is, is a good name. There it is. I like it a lot. I just think Cassidy's too plain. You got to put the Mick Cassidy on there. That's, Wait a yeah. minute. I'm sorry. If Bill Cosby was in Smash, would people play the character? I love the comparison, yes, even though it's a that. fallacy of comparison. That would have never happened in the first place. There's no that brawler isn't full of a bunch of family oriented comics <laughs> that we now find out. Late. Like, that's not what that is. So I, I get it. I think that's funny, but I don't think that's a comparable thing at all. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Get myself in trouble. Where are we here? Oh, uh, 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 oh, there's some good news. <laughs> there's an old Simpsons episode that I loved, uh, that showed a fake arcade game that was a water world arcade game. And I love that scene in that episode. And I remember always thinking, man, that'd be cool if that was a real game because I'm a giant water world fan, even though I know that movie's not great. I love it. I just, I watch it once a year at least. Does it cost 40 quarters? <laughs> no, it doesn't cost 40 quarters, but uh, that's part of the joke. <laughs> it's part of the joke. Anyway, they're making this. This is a thing you can download for free and play on your PC. They're you know making it? it a game where you take one step and get a game over. Yeah, you play it. Uh, let's see. But you can do it without having to dump the $10 worth of quarters on yeah. the machines. They also, uh, somebody also made, uh, what was it? The Lee Carvalho's uh putting challenge mm-hmm. like that is a game you can go out and play wow really you know what's funny about yeah. this is that it it's just hold on i'll get you i'll get you a link scott what's funny about though the simpsons clip actually is this really you know yeah it's you know you know there's those <laughs> tweets you retweet that have like people complain about dancing nowadays like twerking and then you it has this newspaper clippings all the way going back to the 1800s of Oh yeah. People saying dancing is ruining the world like it. Yeah. Like the internet is new technology but the stuff we're saying on it is nothing new. Like you know, <laughs> right. the fact that people are shouting it up about it on YouTube. Yeah. So it's like there's a little bit of this in game gaming companies like trying anything and everything to put your quarters in and, and you know this predates mobile games, right? And it's just like it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. I love by the way, I wish I remember that guy's name as I follow him and I don't remember his name, but you just mentioned, you know, you can find the, the minute somebody says well, the downfall of society is teenagers. And then, you know, you can go, you, if you really want to do the work, you can go find every time this has been <laughs> this said. This guy has a Twitter thread with 50 clippings saying teenagers are ruining yeah. the world. It's an amazing follow. Every decade. It's actually, that following on Twitter yeah. is actually cathartic for me. Whenever he posts, I'm like, oh, there it is. Uh, look what they're blaming violence on now. Look what they're blaming, you know, whatever. One time, it, or one of them was um, the price, oh, inflation. And what what's causing inflation? Everyone's like millennials and their inability to this or that or the other. And then he found all these things like going back, like you said, to the 1800s. And some of them were women dancing in the 20s. 
making yeah. inflation rise. And it's like yeah. all I think this bullshit. I read one that was about the declining masculinity of men and how big of a problem in ruining our society yes. that was. That's that a was a, that was a fun one to go down. Yeah. I put the link for Lee Carvalho's putting challenge in our Discord. You can play the game. That's the link to the Fan. game. Oh, this is like running on a browser kind of thing? <gasps> yeah. Okay, we're going to do this real quick. That's Unity. Yep. WebGL. Let me just nice. hit run. Here we go. Probably have some audio oh, coming. Loud. Is it, it loud? Is loud? Okay. Yeah, it's loud. I'll be watch ready. for this. I'll it's be loud. ready. Okay. Music so loud. Welcome to Lee Carvello's putting challenge. I am Carvello. Now choose a club. <laughs> I'm gonna do a, a putter. You have chosen a putter. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest feather touch. <laughs> I'm doing feather touch. You have entered feather touch. Now push seven, eight, eight to swing. Okay, I did it. Okay. Then we'll enter again. <laughs> Okay. Would you like to play again? <laughs> no. <laughs> you need to do the Where's one the from voice the Simpsons, of, though. Where's the voice driver from? and then power driver? Is that? I don't know if that's is. Lee Carvello doing that for the game. Probably not. Where'd you get? Where did they get the voice for that? Um, it's from the episode. Oh, that's the literal. Oh yeah, that's, I think it's pulled right from the episode. Simpsons scene. Okay, I'm not going to show this one because I get in trouble. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. You can just play the scene. Um, but I'll play it. I'm Lee Majors. That's about? not it. Okay, here it is. YouTube. Oh, no. Hold on. What the hell's That's here? the clerk, which is the one every boy wants. <gasps> you got me. Lee, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's super stoked. Oh, wait. This is some idiot's going to come on camera and go, remember this episode? Oh, yeah, don't do that. I might get... Uh, I can't. Yeah, to. nah. 24 amazing facts you didn't know about this Simpson episode. No, One, thanks. it's animated. Let me tell you about Lee Carvello. Yep, and there's some other video game things on the Simpsons early episodes that I would love to see made into an actual game. There's yeah, Homer. their boxing game is yes. really good. The Homer and Bart were playing together, Yeah, and he was all pissed at Bart for beating him. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Paying a kid to teach him how to play so he could beat Bart. Uh, here's a bit of news I knew was true before this leak happened, but I thought it was more well-known than this, and I can't tell if the internet's just playing stupid or if it's clickbait or what, but um, you Switch games are fully emulatable on the Steam Deck using this Yuzu emulation stuff. I already knew this and have tried it, and it does, and I knew this months ago, so I don't know why this is a it thing. It plays Switch games? Oh, yeah, and better than the I Switch plays. I was shocked about Switch. Usually, usually in my mind, emulation is, you know, is behind a few consoles, right? Like, yeah, we're just getting GameCube under control. Like, you can literally emulate Switch. Yeah, you can do it right now, and it deck. plays better. Okay, I'll tell you what I tested it with, just so people know what better. I used. <laughs> I t- it does the performance is better. I played it. I played uh, the the Metroid uh, uh, Dread on there. Metroid Dread. Oh, and shit. Metroid Dread ran better because I have it on the the, the what's It's it it once in a while it'll hit bad frame rates and junk on the Switch. None of that on the on the Steam oh. Deck. So, I mean, this is highly dubious stuff because, you know, whatever. I own the it's game. It's one so of those like, worst kept secret kind of things because they accidentally included it in their marketing. <laughs> right. Which is amazing. They showed, basically they showed some promotional video that had the Yuzu app up and, you know, up on the interface. And people are like, what the heck is that? And they started looking around. But yeah, it's already existed for a long time and it works totally fine. And there's a bunch of EMU stuff on there that just works 
stellar on that device. Um, yeah. And switch the switch is like anything else backwards engineerable and people are finding out ways to play that stuff and you know they're just getting better at this stuff faster so anyway it's not yeah. like valve I is just promoting it, i like which nintendo is the problem. i like nintendo i want them to make money and have good products but i'm always cheering when they take one in the nuts like every time someone's <laughs> every time because just because they're so litigious that it makes me want to cheer for the people like whenever someone's like i made my own version of super mario mm-hmm. i'm fair like point. yeah great keep doing it like i want people to copy nintendo so much that they just like give up they're just like we just can't keep up with all this like like i don't know why but i'm always cheering it on i think it's just because how how like all companies should protect their ip and go after people but the stuff they've gone after even just like let's plays and stuff like it's almost like i'm always rooting for them to get kicked in the nuts so anyways i'm I'm glad you know emulate emulate yeah there's some emulation going on everybody shocker all right, we're going to uh, take a break, but when we come back, we got Dear Martha. We got a full review of a very old magazine, a uh, video game magazine, not a pornographic one for everyone wondering. <laughs> this, I didn't know that was an option. Well, yeah, hold on. I might change what John, I want. Can I, can I have a next week's slot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a big competition now going forward. Yep, look forward to that. Cat Fancy, one week we'll do. It'll be great. Anyway, after that, games we played and why. Uh, a mashup today. <laughs> Emails and more. <laughs> why? Yeah, and why? why? You never know why we're why doing this. Why did bother? Yeah, why? It's just the way it? you said it made me feel like, and why? And like, why? We have to rationalize. That's right. Anyway, so sorry. that'll be all after this break, which uh, will happen now, and we'll return in a moment. So go pee and do whatever you got to do. We'll be right back. Right, we're back, everybody. Hey, you know what that means? It's time for one of these deals with the dear Marthas. Yeah, that's right. John's gonna review a, a magazine of old. Usually, put in here what it is, but I don't know what it is this week. What are you doing? Well, it's in the letter, so to avoid repeating, I just you know. Yeah, no, it totally works. Um, I can tell it's. Oh, here it is. It's actually in, I have the cover of the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this I I owned this issue. <laughs> Holy shit! I think I have it in the other room. In fact, in a box somewhere. That's amazing. All right. Anyway, we're going to take care of this and uh, get Martha's review out. Uh, you guys have been really enjoying these. Great feedback so far. Thank you for that. Uh, John, anything special? Just normal music? All, all good? Yeah, all all good. There I think go. you'll know when to do the tran- transitions for those watching at home. Excellent. Here it comes. My dearest Martha, Today's time jump has taken me to 1995 and given me an opportunity to read the January 1995 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oh my god. (laughs) That's issue 66 for those of you keeping score at home. First, I think it's nice that some staffer let their kid draw the cover for this month's magazine. (laughs) What a gift to an aspiring artist. Their days of tracing issues of Deadpool and X-Factor comic books finally paid off. You just don't see that sort of wholesome nepotism these days. If this had been a modern magazine, it'd be the same press release 3D render that everyone else used as well, and not this glowing testament to math assignment doodles. Martha, this magazine is a bit horny, especially in the ads department. I mean, sex sells is as true in 95 as it is in modern days, but these ads just really stand out. Here's a description of a few. 
an ad where a kid implies his Sega 32X add-on is effing his Genesis. <laughs> an ad saying, tell Santa you want balls for Christmas. <laughs> Michael Andretti. An ad talking about men hitting their sexual peak at 17. Anime ladies. Space Ace. It's a Don Bluth animated game. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, her name is Kimberly, apparently. Yeah. The phrase, there's nothing quite like the feeling of nipple surfing on asphalt. Wow. Okay, I only included that because it said nipple. It's not actually sexy at all. <laughs> anyway, you get the idea. I, I actually considered making this particular letter all about the ads. Because let me tell you, they were all something. Bad art, weird slogans... And this weird habit by Crystal Dynamics where their ads are just crazy testosterone-fueled word salad things. I mean, just listen to this ad for a game called Off-World Interceptor. Nothing's worse than a mean dose of vertigo, except maybe a crushed kidney, because in Off-World Interceptor, Crystal Dynamics' vicious 4x4 off-road kill fest, grabbing air is just another perk. Check out the extreme 32-bit texture map butt-bone-smashing terrain. As a bounty hunter, your job's to scrape up the scabs that society picked off and flicked your way. Crush them beneath your ten tons of screaming steel. Cremate them with blazing napalm cannons. Whatever it takes... Because given half a chance, they'll be thrilled to deep fry your customized monster stomper into a crispy mess you wouldn't serve in Hell's Kitchen. One last thing, buckle up, because coming down's a bitch. <laughs> coming down's a bitch! Oh yeah. And they did that for all their games. There's one for Gex in this very same magazine. It's crazy. As I said, I could talk about the ads in this magazine all day, but considering how things this episode have gone so far, that's right, Martha, I'm breaking the fourth wall now, just like She-Hulk. <laughs> I would be remiss to not talk about the magazine's coverage of the Nintendo Virtual Boy, everyone's fifth favorite VR headset. <laughs> Martha, it is truly amazing to look back and see how impossible it was to sell VR to the masses then compared to now, where it is exactly as impossible to sell VR to the masses. In what should have been a landmark announcement, I think everyone could kind of see the writing on the wall. The preview is relegated to a mention on the cover and a page 88 story where even being as positive as they can, they call into question the system's power, portability, and then quickly change the subject to SNES games. It's a lesson we should have applied here over an hour ago. <laughs> the best part of it all is the screenshots. Somehow the games look both better and worse when captured and printed in a magazine. It's no wonder nobody bought this thing. But hey, lessons learned. Surely this will not be a mistake repeated for at least another 27 years or so. Seems a little silly to give you a favorite ad after this letter being almost nothing but them. But here's one that didn't age well at all. It's an ad for Super Return of the Jedi. And it boldly says, The first time, you won. The second time, they won. This time, there won't be a next time. <laughs> there have been eight next times. <laughs> Who knows where I'm off to next, Martha? I'll be sure to keep you in my thoughts. Yours in time, S. Beckett, 95. <laughs> oh, to celebrate, by the way, your use of the S. Beckett, uh, 
for fun with the uh, patrons of our my morning show, we watched an episode of, uh, or we watched the two part premiere of Quantum Leap, and it was partially oh, inspired yeah. by your uh, recent stuff. Yeah, Made nice. Think of it. Yeah. I love Quantum Leap. Quantum oh, Leap is great. So much. That first episode's a little rough over time, but yeah. uh, you know, gets better real quick. Um, he narrated the whole thing, and the, they didn't do that after the first episode. But in the first episode, he was always narrating, and his voice was coming out of nowhere, going. When I became this other person, Zubba Zubba Dee Da, it was, it was pretty yeah. bad, but they fixed that. Everything's the fine. Super now. Star Wars series is really good, though. It was good. Yeah. It's an excellent game that is really well emulated on the Valve Steam Deck. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to this. Games we played this week. Well... John changed some text here. You know what? I deserved it because I changed some of his as well. Uh, I, you guys can't see the behind the scenes stuff. What? So I wrote on here, loved it, um, next or whatever I wrote next to Overwatch oh. 2. John changed it to regretted it. Uh, he did. Let's see. Where else? Did, oh, because I changed. What was yours? Mine said, Fort, my original note said Fortnite better than Overwatch 2. You changed it to better than cutting your penis repeatedly with a razor blade. <laughs> and Bo wrote Overwatch 2 dash dash good, and I changed it to Overwatch 2 oh, dash you did. dash bad. I don't even notice that. <laughs> well, well uh, we like to share the behind the scenes occasionally, but here's, here's what I did. I played a bunch of Overwatch 2, and I really had a good time with it. I played a bunch with Bo last night, in fact. And had even better time with it. Uh, it's always fun to play that game with friends. Here's the thing about Overwatch 2. Is it basically a 2.0 patch for the original game Overwatch 1? Yes. Uh, did they, so far. Yeah, so far. Did they did they add a bunch of things that, that I think overall makes for better matches, like 5v5 stuff and you know having to choose roles and junk like that? Yes. I think those things are positives in a very good direction. Is the battle pass perfect? No. Um could it be worked on and made better? Absolutely. Uh, did I buy the $10 battle pass? Yes. Although I kind of didn't. Yeah, that's know a I separate did. issue that we got into on Twitter, by the way. Like right. that's a whole other can of worms that we need to earmark. <clears throat> yeah. Because Patrick Beja, friend of the show, put a survey out saying, what do you like better? Overwatch one loot boxes, Overwatch two battle pass and shop. Yeah. And the majority voted Overwatch one loot boxes, and Scott was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Are you serious?" <laughs> Everyone's been bitching about this stuff for years. Why are we? I voted for way? Overwatch one loot boxes just to troll. Just yeah. To yeah, I think a lot of That's people did. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, I don't. My, he my, needed to put an option on there if he wanted it to be a more fair pair. The, uh, more fair, fair pair. What was I even trying? A to more say? Fair, pair. fair pair. More fair. Voting. Morpheus. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where that was going initially. Yeah. Uh, he needed to put an option on there that was just like, I don't like Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think a lot I think a lot of the people who who voted Overwatch one loot boxes just to be a dick towards Blizzard would have just picked that and been happy. And then he would have gotten better statistics. You're not wrong. Instead he assumed everybody he incorrectly assumed that only people who was cared would vote. Mm -hmm. And that is clearly not the case because I voted. Yeah. It doesn't work that way on Twitter, but I basically, okay. So, um, just to, just to kind of push that to the side for a second, because Bo's right. It's a whole different conversation. Um, I just, I was so annoyed with so many people who have been doing nothing but complain 
for years about RNG, loot boxes. They need to go. It's the worst. It's infecting the industry. Now everyone's doing loot boxes. I hate it. RNG, yeah, RNG, yeah. RNG. And then they get rid of it, and then you all want it back? Freaking F off. F right off. Like, I'm not saying the Battle Pass is perfect or the shop they have right now. In fact, I think it's far from perfect. But I think it's as good a start as you're going to probably get out of a game that probably kind of last minute inserted these things in a in a, in a a blizzard last minute kind of way. And that's not why I'm in there anyway. I'm in there to play and have fun. And on that level, Overwatch remains fun. I was reminded of my one of my favorite eras in that existence of that company. And that would have been the the room or the space between about 2015 and late 2016 when legion was the best expansion we'd had in a long time for world of warcraft diablo 3 was still going strong with 2.0 and freaking uh, the expansion was still running hot going great heroes was still amazing and we were playing it all the time and they had you know so much going on with heroes in the background and overwatch got announced and released during that era and announced in 2014 but released uh, 2016 and just I have so many fond memories hanging with, yeah. with you guys and just the community in general and everything was just popping off it's just a great time to be a Blizzard fan back then at I least met on the a outside. lot of people too like a lot of people were enthused about the game and you ended up playing matches with a lot of people that I never played before thanks to Overwatch and all that like it was good it was a good time it was a great time so this reminded me of that I will admit that part of my enjoyment probably was some of that radiating out of there but the game itself is a really solid foundation. Of course it is. They've had a long time to perfect what that game's supposed to be. Um, I think some of the changes they've made to it are good ones. And I had a blast. I like playing it. I like yeah, Overwatch. So, and it's free. So why do I, so they, you know. They removed, so the two big things too, just to, I like to get into the details a little bit because it's good for people who don't know. Yeah, do it. Uh, they may not want to come back for various reasons, but there's no no more two tank meta. It's one tank, and all the CC is on the tanks now. So, you know, for example, McCassidy McDonald used to have a stun, mm-hmm. and then he'd blast you with his uh, six shooter. He can't stun anyone anymore. Right. Most of the DPS heroes do not have a way to stop you or stun you. The one exception is Junkrat still got the steel trap. Right. And I think there's one other one that I'm just not thinking of right now, but nobody they're like the amount of time I spend now ha- not having lost control of my character is only because of tanks yeah. tanks. You kind of stay away from because, you know, they have big health pools, lots of tools nearby, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot less downtime. Uh, you also only have one unkillable character on a team. You can't put three tanks on a team, you know, back in the, Back in the good old days, you could do six Winstons, right? You could yeah. do all kinds of like yeah. absolutely stupid stuff. That was fun for a while, but as the game wore on and tried to become a serious esport, you know, definitely made it so that you had really unfun matches. And it's still in the arcade mode. You can go do that shit. Yeah, it's you just can still, not, if yeah. you like that kind of punishment, you can still do that. It's yeah. totally viable. But in the competitive and the general modes, um, it plays more like a MOBA. Like you have to have two DPS, two supports, yep. and a tank. And uh, because of because of this, the supports, um, there's a support update. The supports are way more active, way more damage dealing. They do way more. I feel I've been playing nothing but support on competitive. Yeah. And it's fun. And I usually don't like playing support. I like playing the DPS. Characters. I agree. They're much more um, fun. Support has been uh, a lot of fun. I just wish there were more support heroes, but they just released a new one and she'll be in, available soon. Um, so the support update's good. The fact that CC's been reduced significantly is great for the balance of the game. Um, and it's just whatever it is it's hard to even put words into it it's just i play a game and i immediately want to play another one 
Yeah. Like it's got that it's fun. juice or I'm just like, it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's so also I nice to, to not be it. playing this in the beta and then wearing ourselves out. You know what I mean? And then not being there for the retail. And well, we had heroes. I, for me at the time, I was highly specialized in heroes. I spent 90% of my game time while we were doing core and being a hero show, being like, I can't play this game. I have to play heroes. Yeah. And I wanted to, it wasn't like a duty, but I just, I need to stay relevant. I want to play it be good. I have to practice. My approach to gaming was very different in the two 2010s. It was, you know, I'm an esports player. I have to get good at this game, so I don't have time for Overwatch. But I, I've never hated Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I've never disliked it. Just don't have time for all the games. Right. I find I have time now, and I'm like, okay, you know, the launch of Overwatch 2 is a good excuse to get in, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a patch, it's a good excuse to, you know, something new's happening at the pool. Right. So it's 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 been great. Yeah, I same. I agree, um, and everything you said is absolutely right. I just think those comp changes really make the game feel fresher than I was expecting. And I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't excited during beta either. It's kind of funny. Um, I, I, I struggle to put my finger on quite what the difference is, but I think, um, I think my expectations. I think I had high expectations going into the beta. Yeah. And now that I knew what the product was going to be, I didn't have any of those expectations. I'm like, no, it's clearly going to be Overwatch. It's the a big cyberpunk patch. effect. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm finding it really enjoyable and playing here. I play a lot of Zenyatta. I never played a lot of Zenyatta before. Zenyatta feels um, so good right now. I can't explain it, it either. It does. But so I also fun. have one thing because I guess we'll just talk about it here so I don't have to talk about it in my section. But, like, um, uh, so I've been playing competitive. And one thing I am unhappy about is they changed rank. So there's, they don't, you don't really rank up like you do, but it's not like you linearly go. Every seven wins or every 20 losses, it sets your your rank. Mm-hmm. And so I did my placements, which is a lot of placements, and got bronze five. And then I got seven wins. And when it came time to rank up, I ranked up to bronze five again. Mm-hmm. Same rank. Yeah. <laughs> I did seven more wins. I ranked up to bronze five again. And there's losses in there. It wasn't a straight seven wins. I did another seven wins. I ranked up to bronze five again. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a sucker for punishment. And now I need to see, I need to keep playing to see how long it's going to take for my rank to change. I can't be, I can't have climbed in rank three times and not gone anywhere. And then I won seven more games last night. Yeah. And I finally ranked up directly to bronze two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So, so it's weird. I, I'm like, I, I want to complain about it because it feels bad ranking up. They putting in that effort and then ranking up to the same rank. I really hated it. Yeah, it's not a great feeling. What was the other? You did something in either tank or something where you ranked a your, uh, DPS. I I placed a bronze, a silver five. So silver five, right? I, I think it remembers some of my past performance. I probably played a lot more DPS characters in support. Yeah, but right now, if you want to get quick matches, you just go all Q, and you're definitely going to be playing support. Um, that being said, support is is actually like in, it's, it's fun. fun. Like I'm yeah. just I'm I'm getting kills. I I guess I have to heal. It keeps me very busy. But I am, you know, shooting balls in people's faces to, uh, and enjoying it. Also really enjoying tanks, personally. Um, I think tank play, again, the dynamic has changed so that there aren't, you know, multiple tanks all doing weird shit. Um, you know, somebody like Arissa is very popular right now. And I'm not sure entirely why she's as popular as she is, but she will often end up being highest damage on the charts by the time the game's well, over. There you go. That's you probably just answers it. your question. That's probably it. But she just feels really good. There's she changed answer. quite a bit. Her her kit is very different than it used to be. She doesn't have that shield anymore. Um, she has this javelin thing that I didn't think I was going to like and ended up really liking it. 
anyway, just, you know, some nice little tweaks and changes. It, you know, again, if, if someone's saying, Scott, does this feel like a sequel? Not really. It feels like, you know, a, a very nice improvement overall uh, of it's the Heroes game. It's Heroes 2.0 in its yeah. own way. But it is. And it here. literally yeah. is because you can't even play one anymore. It replaced it. So it's, you know, yeah, in right. a lot of ways, that's that's kind of the, all the proof you need. Uh, they, I heard from someone on the inside, they are well underway with the PvE stuff that everybody was hoping for. That stuff is definitely coming and is looking good, according to them. That's all I can say about it. But if that's all true, then in 2023, we should get some pretty cool co-op and um, hopefully good yeah, PvE. So content. the full the full content of Overwatch 2 is not available at launch. Most of the time, you launch a thing, call it 2, you expect to get it all. Right. You expect to get a big helping of dinner or right away. a lot. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. not all, but then a lot. A it lot, is right. free to play. So, you know, it's just naming and marketing. Like if you sort of set that aside and what like the Overwatch account tweeted out today, 25 million players have played Overwatch 2 in the past 10 days. So if you like fast queues and something that's in the zeitgeist, uh, esports wise, crossplay too. It's as good so. as time as any to play Overwatch. Yes, and yeah. crossplay is available. A note that I don't know if they fixed it, but when you play cross-play as PC versus people on controllers, I think they disabled aim assist for the controller people. Yeah, the controller people uh, don't get aim assist when they're playing yeah. PC people, which has so pissed if, off a lot of controller people. But Yeah, so there's... I don't, I don't know. what I haven't really delved deeply into it other than I'm like, okay, sweet, it's time yet for cross-play. But then <laughs> part of it's, on, part of it's new I territory. Can I challenge people on consoles, please? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to... They try to match... It's like Call of Duty does it. They try to match you mostly with where you're playing. And then if you are if you don't, or for whatever reason, uh, there's a little aim assist for controllers, but the PC people are there. And I've had plenty of controller people wreck me. You know, it's not that... That had whole argument about, well, you're just not good if you're not playing that way. I disagree. People kick your ass if, they know, if they're good with a controller. Also, it depends on the heroes, too. There's a lot of no-aim yeah. heroes. Yeah, that's true. A lot of really annoying heroes. And also, if you're tanking, you can get away with a controller quite a bit. Um, if you're Genji, I, it's probably a bad idea. I don't know. But anyway, the point is, like, uh, they didn't do this last time. There was no cross-play before. And it was there was no controller support even on PC for the game to start with. So that's all changed. It's like a modern game in that way, uh, platform agnostic kind of uh, thing, which I think is smart and good. And I don't know. I'm just and, and all really the consoles and everything else. Like yeah, and it plays great on Series X. I should mention, just ran 120 frames on my TV. Beautiful, freaking uh, Ultra HD. Uh, it looked amazing. Um, yeah. and it was oh, and great. if you have, uh, by the way, because people are asking, do you have your old skins? Yep, all your old content oh, that still all here. Comes forward, and yeah. if you have any unopened loot boxes, they'll open them for you and give you legacy coins. So I got like two thousand. I had seven loot boxes. Yeah, I guess I opened a legendary in one of them. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of coins, so I I bought some stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. On the storefront, the storefront, it's pretty much standard. If you played Pokemon Unite, if you played Fortnite, you play whatever else. It's basically here's a battle pass. A free level, and a then premium, and then an extra premium, right? And you want something, buy it. Yeah, like it's as simple as that. Like it's as simple as any other store. I think people miss the free loot boxes. Just to bring it back to that topic now, um, people miss the free loot boxes. I don't doubt it. There are free coins to earn every week, just like Hearthstone. So you can earn Overwatch coin and eventually save up for something, but it's very slow. I think. Who knows if they'll do events in the future? But basically, it's esports. Like they have to make money. I'm always for paying for a sub. I don't care. You know, the battle pass is fine. I think that I've gotten three pages worth of rewards. I got a little bit of everything, got weapon charms, skins, all the good stuff is in the battle pass. It's 10 bucks. 
I think they could have given you a chest instead of a battle pass or instead of a loot box at whenever you level the character, which is gone. You don't level anymore, right? I don't think that's in there anymore. No, no, there's no loot box. There's no leveling. Well, I know there's no loot box, but if there was, if there's no leveling, then this won't work. There's no account levels. Yeah. But what would be cool saves your legacy account level, but there's no right. But if they'd have kept that in there and then just given you a box full of coins at every level, that would have at least been. That would have probably solved it because I think people just like opening shit. Like it's part of progression, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I opened a thing. If I had to guess, I think probably the loop, whole loot box situation is starting to become more trouble than it's worth for a company of international renown to try yeah. and make money with, with all the regulations coming in and blah, 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 blah. I, I, I just think it's better. Personally, I think it's better. I think people saying it's worse or crazy. If it's it's esports, it's free to play. You can play as much as you want. You don't need to buy anything. If you want a jersey of your favorite team, open your wallet up. Like they have to make money somehow. Like you know, they're not. What is important here is they're not manipulating you psychologically into getting things. And part of that manipulation is that boxes feel good, cigarettes feel good. That's why you have to have five thousand of them every day. Like <laughs> you know, like yeah, it feels bad, but like just think about it. The whole game's free. Yeah, you want, I you I want agree. A jersey, pay for it. I agree, and the, and it's on Blizzard to figure out a way to make me excited about what's in the store or what's on the battle pass, and that's where I think they've got some work yeah. to do. But they'll do it because that's where the money's going to be made. It's not me wondering if a box is going to have shit or not. I'm tired of that. I don't want to do that anymore. And also, and Europeans can pipe in if I'm wrong about this, but my understanding is the EU passed a law that, or no, they passed or they did a judgment specifically on Microsoft that said you cannot do loot boxes or anything like them in European territories, which is why after they bought like Bethesda, they had to take all that shit out of ESO and they're buying Blizzard. They're going to, they would have to take it out anyway. So it's just more trouble than it's sort of even the cost of lawyers alone. Right. And other, other countries could change their laws at any time. They're reading the writing on the wall. They're making the right move for sure. Yeah. On this. And um, yeah, so it's just that I, I I wouldn't complain about that. I wouldn't want them to change it. You want to you want a hockey jersey? Buy a hockey jersey. It's yeah. going to cost money, yeah. uh, but you're not going to spend thousands of dollars on Overwatch. Like Overwatch boxes, people could potentially spend a thousand dollars on. You might spend two hundred bucks on your favorite skins and items, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Just play the game or don't. You know. So I think that's fine and fair. Um, and yeah, the right way to go. The other thing too on that subject is like just gonna be. Or the only thing that I have as a complaint is still in the hero screen. It tells you I don't like that Blizzard does this. You have ten of 150 possible items. Mm. It makes it look like a quest that needs completing or yeah. something. Like, yeah, I don't like when that. I buy a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. I'm not like, oh, I only have one of 25 hockey jerseys. I better get the other. T-. You know, like psychologically, yeah. it still it feels like an unfinished list. I hate when they do that. Like, you just own the special stuff you have don't make me feel like I'm missing more than I have and that I have to, you know, that's a little bit of psychological trickery that I, I don't love either, but it's, it's pretty minor compared to all they've done. So yeah. And all these, other I think games the game is great in a great place uh, shop wise. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's in a great place and can only get better. And the fun is still there. And uh, the PVP part of this game remains some of the best there is. Like, it's just a really fun team on team thing um it's just impossible to deny that part of it yeah i I guess that's very different there's some comments there you don't get much money maybe not but like i don't i don't need free things to entice me to play the game (laughs) like i actually don't need that like you know i if your game's fun i'll play it and when i don't feel like playing it i won't play it and i'll happily give money for cool skins 
or battle passes to support the game subs. Yeah. That's how world of Warcraft became what it was, was on the sub fees, not on this other stuff. It was just by sheer virtue of being great. Yeah. When something's out of money hose. And I think this game is, has the potential to just get ironed out on that front so that people feel like they're getting more for less. They can do that. It's just that I think right now it's in a good place. It launched fine. They had DDoS attacks. That was bad. Like they had their issues in those first couple of days, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault, really. Um, Accused a little bit, but not really even that. I mean, if it was a simple DDoS attack that they could have prevented, it's there. We won't know that. That's internally. Like, I mean, them putting them putting heroes on the on the battle pass does piss me off. But they've only done one, and I feel like that backlash may have been strong enough for that to change things future wise. I don't know. But I don't Sorry, like that. that. They the, only put they, then they put they put what's her name on the battle pass. And you couldn't because back That's in the great. day, what, That's back, a great idea. Well, it is, but back in the day, it's from a money standpoint. It is from, but back in the day, what's his name? Uh, I think his name all of a sudden, Jeff, Jeff Kaplan. Jeff Kaplan said, "Oh, we'll never heroes will always be available, no matter what we do. We'll never do that." And then he left. And they went, you know what? We're putting them on the battle pass. You're going to have to pay to, to unlock them or get them sooner. I mean, if Jeff Kaplan was still there, maybe it'd still be a $50 box price. And maybe that's fine, too. I don't know. I don't know what things would look like. Yeah. But if they're going to go free to play, I'm like, you got to play League. Like, you get bundles and stuff, but you got to spend money to unlock the heroes or spend a lot of time playing the game to unlock it. It's like that everywhere. So the fact that they put the hero on the battle pass means... I'm getting a free battle pass with my hero purchase. Seems decent. Yeah. You know, it's not me. bad. 10 bucks, like whatever. I mean, I paid for the battle pass and heroes and all it was, was extra experience points and gold. Like it wasn't really, it was tangible, but there was not doohickeys on there. Like, you know, right. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, remember you're getting a lot free up front. I think it's the Diablo immortals of the world that we don't like. Personally, those are the villains that have, you know, infinite scalability for, you know, when, when people sit around a table and say, a boardroom and go, you know, we got customers who spend like 50 grand. I think mm-hmm. that seems okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, if magic is an expensive habit, you're going to spend a couple grand a year. That's fine. You'll spend a couple grand on golf. If Overwatch is the great esports they claim it is, and you're going to spend a grand, I, I don't see it going higher than that. If to own everything or lots of stuff in the store. Oh, well, none of that's in there yet. If they, if they're doing that, some people love buying jerseys. I mean, skateboarding is expensive. You get a new deck uh, because you break it every month. You know, you're looking at decks alone, a thousand dollars to $1,500. Yeah. Yeah. You know, digital goods are a thing. We live in that world now. And I don't, I think this implementation of overwatch, while it's probably more expensive than others for sure. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's actually just fine. In my opinion. Well, um, so we played a bunch of that. I also played yeah. No Man's Sky, of all things. There was a new patch, the Waypoint patch, which uh, shook up a lot of things, a lot of a lot of changes to quality of life stuff, the way inventory works, the way some of the systems work in the game. And I thought, you know, it's time for me to check in there because the one thing I hadn't really done is run it hardcore on my Steam Deck. And I just thought, well, that could be fun in bed. Let's see how this goes. Oh, that, was a mis- <laughs> that was a mistake. I've been staying up way too late at night playing No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. On my Steam Deck. Keeps you up every night. And it runs real good on there. Um, It will chew your battery up unless you... I didn't even know about this mode, but apparently the Steam Deck kind of recently got this. It's a feature called Half... Oh, I posted it earlier. Half... Something about shade or something Half pass shading or something like that. Anyway, it's basically rendering half of 
what it would normally render. And in, when you're talking about 2D games of any kind, indies, old games, whatever, there's zero, you can't tell the difference. There's just like zero, except your battery's like four hours longer. Um, in 3D games, it depends on the game. But I found that no, no Man's Sky, and you can do this globally with a single toggle without restarting anything. It just works. So you just, it's, there's no harm in trying it. And I tried it on No Man's Sky, and it, I was like, I can't tell the difference. I'm playing this way, and we'll see what happens. I was saving two, three hours of battery life now. On that thing. Nice. Anyway, No Man's Sky. Although, do out, you want to save battery life, considering you're playing in bed and need to go? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, a good point. Honestly, <laughs> truth is, I could just I could plug in there, and batteries even issue because I have a cable yeah, right there. But that's true. Yeah. But anyway, it is very good. We don't. There's not much new to say about No Man's Sky, except there is some controversy. A lot of the community freaked out about some changes. Mostly people like, you know, there were posts like, "I played a thousand hours, and I'm ready to give this game up for these changes. It changes how I earn money, or something." And I'm like, if you played a thousand hours, they're not worried about retaining you. <laughs> they're worried about making sure this game is accessible for anyone else who wants to play the also, damn thing. Also, if you if you played a thousand hours, go find a different way to make money. Chill. Yeah, that's like I, I've never heard a more. It's not an MMO. It's not a race to be the richest player in the whole wide world. They like, think it is. Go find something else to do. It's fine. They think it is, like, but you're right. I'm with you, John. They, but there are some people with some strong... I, and I got into some of these conversations. I'm like, why are people so pissed about this one aspect? Like the inventory changes. Do you changes. remember what it was? Is it, was, it the layout of the inventory? I think it was or? inventory layout people were bugged about and the way the upgrades worked or... The, the survival mode is actually hard now. Like you have to really be smart to survive. But they also made it so I can go in there and toggle. You can go into custom mode um, and it will let you like if there's a thing that annoys you in the game, like, man, I just don't want to land on a planet. and have to worry about radiation anymore. It's just annoying. to yeah. me. <laughs> you can go toggle shit off like that, and, but still retain other difficult aspects that you enjoy playing. So you can kind of create your own thing and we can all get it. So the multiplayer part of it, people can still be together, even though their settings are altered that's oh. cool because like that was my feeling on the raft like because i liked the raft i just didn't like the shark yeah and i even liked the idea of the shark i think all i wanted to do was just make it to where the shark doesn't bite the boat right like <laughs> right. let the shark be a thing let him be in the water uh, you know make him maybe a slightly less aggro shark just don't eat the boat that i'm working on building yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Like more granular. Don't do that. Just, just let me build. Just more of a granular approach to difficulty or just accessibility settings. I'm just a big fan of that. And I don't give a shit who thinks the best way to play is the only way to play. I don't care. You guys can all pound saying whoever that is. Um, so for me, this is this has been a real I started a new game. Uh I kept all my saves and stuff, so I could have done those, but Start a new game, like John says he always does when he tries one of these. You guys always start new games. I find that the yeah. hardest thing to do in No Man's Sky, where it's like, oh, I got to start over. Well, that's what's funny is this is the one where I think I might not ever start over again, and it's weird, and I'm not exactly sure why. I think these these options were made for a person like me, where I know what I like about the game and I know what I don't, and letting me have more control over that has made me way more invested in this run. Yeah. Um, as a result, so I I think it's great. They've they've come out recently. The what's his name? I forget his name. Said, look, we've heard your feedback on some of these things, and you know we're always we're always listening and doing you know the usual stuff. But I actually believe those guys because they're small and they don't they're not some corporate HR monster that's trying to. Yeah, they're not some corporate us. shithead like Bo. Yeah, corpo buttholes. <laughs> corpo Bo. But it's uh, it's a nice. 
update and it runs really well for me. The only complaint I have is some of you on Steam, if you're using controllers on Steam, like on the computer side, not a Steam Deck, but on Steam Steam, I had to go reset the controller profile, which didn't make any sense to me why I had to do that. But when I did, it was fine. But I was having some weird, like the X button doesn't work on everything the X button's supposed to work on or the oh, A odd. button didn't do what it was supposed to or whatever. Are and we going to make a core planet? Maybe we shouldn't. I've always wanted we to. We should make a day. We've talked always, about it. Like, I've always wanted to play with you guys, too. We all play in different cycles. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a No Man's Sky mood you got to be in. And I always I feel mean, like... Yeah. Somewhere out there on some random planet, because everything you build is evergreen and shared, right? Right. Like, on some planet somewhere in the universe <clears throat> is a little planet with a cool, like, out on a lake complex and a big light up sign that says core yeah right you built that i remember that i did build it yep. so it's there well nice and, thing now uh, is we can go there can find it and it won't matter if i'm on this custom settings bows on survival settings and you're on relax settings or whatever you're, you're on it won't matter anymore we can all be there yeah which is rad i really like that so like anyway sound in that game i'm having a blast though really having a good time I'm so install it i think i need to give it a try also i have to give it a try in vr this is it's on my vr to-do list oh, oh yeah. yeah i've heard i've heard it's good in vr like the sean murray the guy who that's who it is sean murray Jeez. yeah he's like it just popped into my head so i thought i'd sound smart by saying it Thank but you. i was trying to remember this whole time <laughs> he's uh he's a big proponent of uh vr like he he loves it and so he's i i think that's been a high priority for them also, I don't remember last time I really pursued the story and wasn't just kind of horsing around on on planets and stuff. A lot of it was just text, like click a thing, tell you a thing, move on. They've added a ton since I truly pursued that stuff. Yeah, like, you do a lot more now. Holograms and guys showing up in front of you and going to weirder places that I remember seeing before and the the way the Atlas works and all that. It's really It's really cool. So the game's in a really cool place, I think, despite some grumblings from longtime players. And I'm sure they'll work whatever issues out they need to. Also, the interface for building things is so much better than it used to be. Um, I mean, you can you could almost you could argue that game is just in beta forever. I don't care. That game's great. I good. love it. It's a good beta. It's a great beta. One of the best betas. Um, let's see what else. Finally, I played Scorn today for about two and a half hours. Scorn came out on uh, Game Pass. Scorn also. What is Scorn, Scott? Scorn is all right. Take a little Clive Barker, the author who made Hellraiser and uh, Books of Blood and all that. Take that guy. <clears throat> Take a little bit of, uh, um, what's the other one I was thinking of? Well, H.R. Geiger is the easy one. Geiger. I always thought it was Geiger. It's Geiger. Take his artwork. You know him from like, he designed all the weird alien ships and the alien itself design and the alien movies. Like he's famous for just the most insane, dark, illustrations like he's one of the greatest artists ever but it's you yeah, know he used to say that that's what his dreams looked like yeah think about that yeah if that guy dreamt like that we were not kind enough to him something went wrong because my lord uh take all that and there was a third one and i forgot what it is there was a whole third thing vibe i was getting out of it and now doom, i can't think maybe? of it not doom they didn't really feel like doom because mm. the game it turns out is not a shooter it has shooting in it occasionally, but it's mostly a puzzle game and a, and a kind of mist-like game. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, like a fully <laughs> 3D realized sort of mist-like game. And I think, so that's the game. And you wake up 
you're literally on the menu like this corpse all gooed up in some kind of fleshy goo. And then there's the menu over here, new game, continue, whatever. And when you hit play, the cam- those words fade out and the camera zooms down to this goo guy and it's you and you're breaking through the goo and you get out of the goo and you don't know why you're there or what's going on. There's no dialogue. There's no story. I mean, they don't tell you a story. You're just intuiting everything. And you immediately just start going like, all right, well, let's figure this shit out. And you find out, well, if I put my hand in this gooey vagina hole, uh, something's going to happen over here. And if I uh, use this hand to stick it up this weird wiener thing, it's going to come out with a spike on it. And I need that to open certain doors. Just like in real life. Testicle looking things everywhere. It's all gross. Intestines everywhere. It's it. It looks like Geiger. Like I said, Geiger and Barker had a baby. <laughs> Giger rather. And this is, this is the result. Um, okay. So the game itself, very, very missed, like where you're walking around, clicking on stuff. Will this work? Will that work? Okay. Oh, that's how I do it. Okay. Now I'm on to the next area or or whatever. It's sort of like that. Um, here's my only big complaint about the game two and a half hours in, and I'm told the whole thing is like four to five is all. So it's short, short game for 40 bucks. Yeah. I would say game pass it if you can given that its length is kind of short and it's not, you know, the replayability is probably questionable because it's, you know, linear or well, not linear, but once you're done, you're, you've done everything. It's you're kind of an do. adventure, like puzzle adventure game. It is very much that, um, very minimal in the UI though. There's hardly anything. You get a kind of an indicator when you can push a button somewhere, very light little indications, but there's no like HUD all the time or any of that. Um, so here's my only complaint about the game so far. I'm really enjoying the vibe of it. It's not jump scary at all. It's just weird and creepy and wet and grimy and just odd and hellscapey. And I, I, I'm in love with the vibe of it. I really do like all of that stuff, uh, as a setting, but here's where I'm struggling. I think that the actual puzzles and mechanics in the game are by design way too abstract to not be frustrating sometimes. Because you know a puzzle, a good puzzle is one that you're meant to struggle against it and figure it out, and then you feel smart for doing it. Baba is you is a good example. We talked about that last week. Um, plenty of games like that, right? Mist itself is is very much like that. But at least you're dealing with real world constructs. Like, well, I know what a compass is. I know what a whatever it is. I'm in this place with what is the bulbous penis over here? What does it need to have done to it? And these three strips of intestines that go off to that wall, what what am I doing there? You don't, it's very obscure because you're in this place that's not human. It's not normal life. There's not pick up an item and know what to do with it. It's all abstract. And because it's abstract, I think that a lot of people are going to bonk their heads on that a bit. I spent a forever time trying to do this stupid puzzle i had to move these little testicle ball sack things around (laughs) and move them into the right place and get them all arranged and it was just it ended up just being like really frustrating in a way that would have been less frustrating if they were things i recognized and maybe part of the strength of the game is that it is doing all of these very new things but it'd be like a fish you know if you suddenly took a fish out of water and you threw it in the middle of a of a of a shopping mall and then expected that fish to know what the hell everything was. That's how yeah. I feel sometimes. Yeah. It's like, fish what out is water. this? I see what you're saying. Like, what is all this shit around it? What is the, why is there a puddle of this? Do I, oh, I walk in it? Like, it's just a lot of that. Uh, as a result, so my takeaway so far two and a half hours in is that people should definitely play this game if they have Game Pass because there it is. It's in Game Pass. 
you don't have Game Pass, I don't know if I could recommend the 40 bucks yet. I'm going to I am going to play through this thing and see if I can get to the end of it. And if I do and I'm blown away by what I experienced, I may my tone may change. But as it stands right now, I think it's one of those games where it's almost like this is why Game Pass exists. We've talked about this before. It's like where else are you going to see a weird thing like this and invest your time in it? And I think that's yeah. that's a way to do it. It allows you to explore your curiosity with something you might otherwise just disregard. Yes. And if you've got body horror issues, like, oh, Cronenberg, he's the third sire of oh, this child. Cronenberg, that sounds right. Tons of Cronenberg bullshit in this thing. It just feels like you got to put your hands inside of what looks like heart valves and just like, oh, it's just really foul. And it's Unreal Engine like five, I think. So it's just really hyper realistic, wet. It almost this game almost smells. It's the best way I can put it. Anyway, you know, I would love to play this in VR. Oh yeah, no, dude, that's all I thought the whole time was. And in fact, I was gonna. I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to at least mention that this game really should be. There should be a VR version of this. I think. I don't know if they have plans to, but it would. Given that really... it's short and it's kind of it's kind of up the VR alley. A lot of VR games are kind of short, showing off the technology, but the game's already developed. You know, yeah. like I could see this. Yeah, it would scare the shit out of me in VR because the the environments are really creepy. <clears throat> That's what I mean. Like everything looks gross, but I having done enough VR now, you know, it's like oh, it's still hit different mm-hmm. if it's in three D. If a that testicle's coming at you in three D space, you yeah. go like whoa. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's gonna feel like something, you know. So yeah, and if y'all haven't seen it yet, go go YouTube it. I'll, I'll show the chat a little bit here, but it's just a very odd kind of thing. I don't even know quite how to explain it, but it makes me feel like I'm inside of a Geiger painting, Geiger rather. It makes me feel like uh, just if you're looking for something, that makes you just feel like destitute and screwed. <laughs> Um, it has a real vibe like that, and I'm not. I'm. I, I'm. I, I'm not saying that as a negative. These are. This is a value. This is a. This is an expression of art here. In a, in a pretty real. So whoever made this, I can tell they really, you know. There's a lot of effort. Like I mean, just looking at one of the walls, there's a lot of detail and effort. You know, this isn't like cut and paste uh, medieval assets from the Unity store or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything is. is a lot of time and attention looks like it was placed on the environment here. You can really tell. Yeah. It, it reminds me of The Ascent. Oh, yeah. The, the movie The Ascent, the Ascent? is kind of like this, you know, action dual skit shooter, action RPG. Oh, that Ascent. Could yeah, use yeah. some work. But the environment was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. How much time did you spend on this? Like, yeah. And this looks like it's going to be another one of those where it's like the game is kind of okay, but the environment is just you know maybe worth the ticket price if you can get it on game that's well 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 said if that if, if what we've described about the that or if you've seen a video and if that appeals to you at all as a place to play around in, i don't think i can't think of any other game that has looked like this nothing i've ever played looks like this so in that way it's wholly unique at the at the core of it it might just be a you know a puzzler uh it does have some shooting elements and some weapons and some inventory and some stuff that you do along the way but it's mostly how do I get this giant flesh you want sack. A good If you want a good shooter, play Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, play Hellsinger, also on Game Pass. Or this, if you want more of a, a, a heady thing. that Honestly, and they don't help you. They don't hold your hand. There's no hint system. You're just like, here's a giant flesh sack full of bullshit, and I don't know where to put I don't know how to move it. What am I supposed to do? And then you figure it out, and it does feel good to figure that stuff out, but 
Uh, the yeah, chat I mean, I think me. that's one of the things that always spoke to me about Mist, and this this feels like a next layer or next level of that is that you know when you go to an age, part of part of solving the puzzle is going, okay, how does this world work? Well, you mm-hmm. know, what does this world work on? Is it water? Is it wind? Is it sound? Like they've right. always been really strong on themes, and it's it, part of it is figuring out the rules of it all. This just feels like that maybe turned up and amplified to 11 because you're not using constructs that you already know to convey those things. Yeah, which in a way is admirable because we've seen everything a million times in games. It's rare that I get to see something and I'm like, whoa, what is even this? Right. So even if it's frustrating or not perfect game design, there's something about that level of... um, uh, commitment to that that I that I admire and I'm enjoying. So worth checking out. Again, that's Scorn for those wondering what the hell names they were. Overwatch 2, No Man's Sky, and Scorn for me today. John playing the, uh, finally it, it took off the package, blew off the dust. It's Final Fantasy ten time for Bo. Or for John. Not for Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, finally moved to 10. The, the PS2 era of Final Fantasies has begun. Um, it's so crazy because I know I played this game when it came out. Um, I was, you know, very taken by it as a lot of people were first fully voice acted final fantasy game. Not fully, not everybody, but the majority is voice acted. Um, at the time, the graphics, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen anything that looked like this. Um, just a really incredible experience. And I know it's one I played back in the day. It is shocking to me how much I have forgotten about this game. Mm. I was maybe 10 minutes in going, no, I played this. Mm. I have no memory of this, Um, but I'm having a, I'm having a blast with it. Like it's a really good one. Like the combat system is punchy, which after the slog that was the, the pacing of nines uh, feels really good. How quick and how understandable the combat system works. Like, uh it's it's really really solid um the voice acting is cringy um you know and the thing is is they are talented voice actors like somebody told me that the the person who voices the main character titus i don't know if this is true i'm believing chat so so it is titus now we we confirmed it's titus not Uh, titus it is definitely titus despite what literally every comment so far on my youtube postings has said uh Canonically, it should be Titus. Mm. If you want to call him Titus, this is fine. But you get to name your character. So I renamed his name to T-E-E-D-U-S. So nobody can even say, John, that's not how you pronounce it, because I changed it. I changed it to Titus. That's, that's amazing. how it's pronounced. I love that you did that so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's right there in the name. <laughs> Maybe yours spelled differently is pronounced differently, but the way his name is spelled is very clearly Titus. You me. could have said any, you could have been John, you could have been Bo, you could have been, you know, <laughs> yep. Larry, it could have been anything, but no, you were like, you had a point to make. You had a mission. I love it. That's well, I did it as a joke at first. And then I thought more about it and I was like, no, let's do this. Let's just go for it. Let's just make it. Um, no, it's good. But I, anyway, I heard the voice actor for him is the same guy who does the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars, which is oh, a fantastic really? voice. He's good. Acting. Yeah. Yeah. It's but usually this, direction, right? I, I mean, it is direction. And it's also like they were figuring it out. It sounds like he's recording an ASMR session. He's so up in the mic, like 
with the way he's talking and delivering lines and stuff. It's just very intense. And then you have characters like Yuna. The first time she shows up, it sounds like she recorded her lines from a different room. Like (laughs) there's just, there hasn't been standards because we're, you know, we're setting the stage for what's to come with all of this. I mean, there was voice acting in the PlayStation area, but obviously we know how bad that stuff was. This was another step. (laughs) <laughs> towards figuring out where we are today where we have amazing performances by by people um some of these people that are in some of these like real kind of rough things uh but it's it's fun it's been a fun adventure so far i haven't played a ton of it but um i'm really looking forward to going through more especially because i don't remember it i always have more fun the less i remember of the game because sure. i get to kind of rediscover it yeah I, I i i would assume so the pc version pretty good like a pretty good um order yeah i'm not running it modded or anything um running pretty well although i guess i should (laughs) i do have to acknowledge that the last stream i did ended with the game just crashing during a cutscene. oh no so i don't know if that's gonna happen or if that was a one-off i gotta kind of experiment with that again and see how that goes but uh yeah i'm just playing the the remastered pc version um no mods or anything yet and it seems to be running mostly fine uh, that one exception. So I just yeah. remember when they showed this, um, some footage of this prior to the PS2's launch. Just to show, it was like the showpiece, right? They were going to show yeah. Final Fantasy, and everybody was going to. And I remember just being like, I didn't even play Final Fantasy games, but I was so blown away by what that thing, like the just the battles they showed. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe graphics are going to look like that. I look at it now and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But <laughs> the amount of times I've seen something from Final Fantasy as a kid and gone, you can't get better graphics than real. It looks real. There's nothing yeah. more real than real. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just think it all the time and I always get proven stupid for thinking it every time. I'm like, this is it. This just looks like real life. You can't get realer than real. This is the best graphics are ever going to be. Yeah. And then, you know the PS2 comes out and I'm like, why did I say that about a PlayStation game? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Or anything else since we always do it yeah. and then something gets better. And I don't know, you look at stuff now it's mind blowing. By the way, real quick chat room reminded me, I did not talk about Brotato today. I apologize. Oh, right. You did talk. You did mention that this was a, a huge discovery. For it you. was amazing. So bo- I already know, John, you love the, the, the vampire survivor. I do. And there are a lot of games all trying to get on that bandwagon, trying to, you know, make their own version of that. And then to, <laughs> they to, want to make their five dollars just like anybody just else. Just like anybody else. And you're right, this thing's four bucks. <laughs> uh Brotato might be though the like the one with enough differences but enough sameness that is the one that will drive the most people to play it. I was I am so impressed with Brotato. Uh so is Steam apparently. Uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews at the moment. Um, it's simple in some ways. In some ways, they really mix things up. I don't know what else to say about this game except it's it's that wave based thing. They get harder and harder between stuff. You can re-roll your stats, or you can choose what they've pre- presented to you. There's a currency to improve your gear, to add new guns. You can have up to eight guns. Um, I can't even explain it. That's why I forgot to put it here because I don't even know how to talk about Brotato. Except that I'll say this: if you love vampire survivor just from a raw gameplay perspective this is great potato is great it's also goofy as shit because it's about a potato but it's so good i love potato and by the way wait sorry i might have missed this detail you press the shooting button no you you it's an auto shoot as you run around stuff 
Oh, okay. Um, just like Vampire Survivor, but it's there's something I don't know how to explain this. It just feels better. The combat feels better. It doesn't feel tacked on or janky or kind of stiff in the way that it feels a little bit with uh, Vampire Survivor. I'm not saying that's bad. It's fine, but this just has a real tactile feel to it that I didn't expect. It's I mean, a, they definitely look like there are more frames of animation on the. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. On everything. Yeah, so. the engines. Uh, you know, it's a simple engine, but it looks. I think it looks really nice for what it needs to do. Um, I got completely hooked on that thing, and it plays oh, I guess so that good. Auto aims. I'm looking at like a, a flamethrower. I guess. It oh, yeah. Aims? oh yeah all yeah. kinds of auto yeah. i don't think vampire survivor has auto aim i think it just shoots where it shoots right um oh, no, depends, that's not true. depends on the, the weapon yeah it depends the, on the magic wand aims and there's yeah. some of these that don't aim as well but they're most of them like i really like the builds that use the the small machine guns no, they no, that's, that's, they are awesome oh my gosh they're so good i was misremembering i haven't played vampire survivors so very good on but. steam deck that's the main that's the big recommendation i want to make here is that it is a steam deck ahoy game it's so good on there and it's already verified and it's still in early access but if you got five bucks to burn four bucks whatever it is no brainer that game very fun love it love it all right sorry john let's continue yeah, I beat Cyberpunk 2077. Yay! Nice. I joined the Finnish Cyberpunk 2077 club. Yeah, welcome, um, welcome to the club. I, I did it. I was very obsessed with that game, and uh, man, that's a that is a good video game. It is a good video. Can you believe we're saying this two years later? That is a good video game, you guys. It's a good video game. They got it into shape um, enough where we enjoyed the shit out of it, and it's great. You know, I I have maybe some like little story quibbles. We've talked about a lot of them. I think, you know, Bo mentioned he he felt the ramp up in power was a little too quick and I'd be inclined to agree with that. You know, I I deliberately didn't want to go the netrunner build because Bo had kind of famously said it gets boring very quickly. So I tried doing something a little different, which was also my speed because I went, you know, heavy pistols, heavy stealth, um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And same deal i don't know if it's as quick but you certainly become ridiculously overpowered i i mean there there was a point where it was just like run into a crowd of people activate you know your slow time pull out your mantis blades and everybody's dead before anything happens you know you're regening health off every kill and so even if they shoot you who cares yeah um and i went from like basically invincible to i did get defeated by the final boss of the game one time i was a little turns out going heavy stealth for an encounter where they're just gonna know you're there and gonna be shooting you constantly is not super useful so i felt a little underpowered in that fight but honestly that felt good because i know some people have said that for how much that final fight character is built up lore wise it can be a little underwhelming to suddenly fight them and have them just get rolled over so not necessarily being built super well to fight that character and thus having it be a little bit more challenging for me uh actually made that fight land probably a little better than it did for some Mm. But uh, I think the true, like, the best part of that game is the relationship between uh, V and Johnny Silverhand. I think that is, it's a little inconsistent because the relationship changes at different points in the story. And Mm -hmm. because you can kind of, it's a sandbox game and you can tackle things at different times. Sometimes it does feel like that relationship can get a little confusing. But in general, at the pace I played it and when I did things and the way I played things... 
like that relationship was uh, a really cool one to have in a story. Um, and I thought uh, I, I was surprised at how, I mean, you got Keanu Reeves, so I'm already predisposed to like him. In fact, I actually thought it was going to be a negative because I was going to be like, you're supposed to hate this guy. But mm-hmm. they put Keanu Reeves in there and I like him. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a bit of an asshole, but that's fine. I also like, think he's but, good in it. Like, I didn't expect him to be. He's not always he's not known for his acting. He's mostly known for being I, a rad I dude think, and also being in cool movies. But. I think he's good in this, like legit yeah, good. He's, he's solid. Like yeah. he, he does awesome and he yeah. conveys it so well. Um, and it, it really led to having a cool relationship with that character. I don't know how much of it was, um, based on his performance or just, you know, me leaning into the story or what, but I ended up really liking him as a result. I tended to trust him. Um, I think you're supposed. I think it's supposed to be that way. I think he's supposed to be put offish, but he's you. You know, mm-hmm. as the relic blends, and I think you're okay to like him. It's yeah. a shitty yeah. world too, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah. At a certain point, you're like, yeah, you maybe you got a point with your violence. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, like he, yeah, he he tattooed a heart with V plus Johnny on my arm uh, at one point, and. I oh. thought it was funny and endearing. Yeah, that's I don't not, not everybody that gets happened. that. They didn't get happen with me either, but I've heard of it. I just oh, didn't. that didn't happen to you guys? Nope. Yeah. No. I, I don't he, think so. I no. gave him control at one point, and it was like, hey, you can take over to get the information, and you get a, a cutscene of him going wildly beyond the scope of what you told him yes, he was I, allowed to do. And I, one that, of the things he did was he went and got a tattoo on my arm. And it was a heart with an arrow through it. And it said, uh, I think it was like Johnny plus V forever or something like that. And I went to a ripper doc and you can change it. You can switch it back to a different mod, but it did the exact same thing as the mod I had. And I was like, "Ah, I'll leave it. I'm okay with it. (laughs) I think it's kind of endearing. So I left it on there. I definitely had that part where he took over for a long time and did way more than he was supposed to. But I don't remember getting the tattoo. It must have been a dialogue thing, right? Dialogue choice. There is a choice where he says something about like, do you want the griffin? Or like he the the tattoo artist asks you what you want. And it doesn't tell you what you're picking. It's like, do you still want the and it's like some animal? Hmm. And you can say that or you can say, no, go with the other idea or the original idea. But it doesn't say what the original idea was. Hmm. And when you pick that, Johnny just goes, ah, she's going to love it. And then it turns out it's a heart. I don't even <laughs> know that. I, I'm not even sure that I got a tattoo. Like, that's the thing. I think that might have been unique. I definitely got the tattoo, but I didn't. I must have chosen different. You know, so, I didn't know about so that. Did you go on the, so did you go on the date with Rogue? I did. Yeah, I went on a date with Rogue. Um, yeah, I let him, there were a couple times where I, I took him, I I let him take over. So yeah, he got to go on a date with rogue. Um, I did the, it was really, it was really interesting. Uh, I romance both Judy and river. Judy. Hmm. Judy. Judy. Yeah. Love Um, Judy. Judy's my mom. Oddly enough, like I, and I, I would have told you like it was going to be Judy was going to end up being my ride or die near the end. You get a choice to call someone where you kind of lock in who's your romance going to be. I went with river. It's probably because I'm just a family man these days. And I was like, man, he's really got his shit together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the person who's 
stable and got a family life. <laughs> he, he's not gay, though. I accidentally came onto him. I swear I didn't do it on purpose. And then he knocked me away. We had this awkward moment. Oh, um, no. Because I was playing dude V. And I, I had like, that right. with ladies. It lets you go in. It lets you get rejected. I did that yeah. happen with Judy and with River. <laughs> well, it happened, happened with Pan Am for yes, me. Yes, Pan Am for me was the same because yeah. I'm playing a lady. I played Lady V the whole thing. And she was like, no, dude, freaking get away from me kind of deal. She seemed interested for a minute. Then she just like slapped my legs off of her or something. Or I don't remember, but it was. uh, Uh, She's a traditional likes her dudes kind of gal. But that means you don't get her and the entire Nomad family coming with you to the final level. No, it was an option. I could pick it. Oh, it was? Really? Yeah, but it's not what I picked. Um, Oh, so so you still get the loyalty ride or die with, with. Okay. Oh, so, okay. yeah, I ended up for the final mission. I went with Johnny taking over and going with Rogue. Oh, um, nice, nice, nice. So that's what I that's what I picked. I, I think, you know, m- maybe the only things that I have to negative to say about the experience um, is I thought the ending fell a little flat for everything that had happened leading up to it for me. Um, I felt like they want to give you a big choice at the end. Yeah. And I'll try to speak sort of vaguely about it, but we're kind of talking about the ending and it's hard to do. They give you kind of one final choice um, as Johnny to make. And it's a weird moment where you're controlling Johnny talking to yourself. Yeah. And because that choice can be either really nice or really bad. Like your character V is extremely hostile towards him during it. And I didn't feel like we were at that point with our relationship. And then as an extended part of that, because they don't make it just, I don't know if they just didn't want to go this route. It's not just a dialogue choice. You don't just go, I would like ending a, or, you know, ending B, you have to either do one thing or walk down a certain path to make your choice and lock it in. Um, But because you can go either way, it kind of robs the moment of like them being, at the point in their relationship that they were up to that point where things were kind of locked in. And so I, it ended up being kind of a bitter farewell that I didn't think should have existed mm. in the name of giving a final choice to the player. And that fell a little flat to me. And then the, the ending, and I don't know how different all the endings are. So I don't know. I don't know what, the other options are, I don't know how many ways this can go. Um, all I know is that it ended with me undertaking a particular mission and it ends very ambiguously as to what the future is. Mm. Um, and in I've space? No, yeah, in space. space. And I have yeah. no idea, like they make slight allusions to maybe you're going to be fine. They make slight allusions to maybe you're not going to be fine. Yeah. It could go a lot of different ways. And, even the, the person that like you that, have a I relationship think. with, like it implies your relationship with them is definitely on the rocks. Like it's, it's a little rough and it was, it was fine, but then you get to the end of it and it just sort of ends abruptly with a lot of questions still up in the air. And then it dumps you back to your last auto save. Um, and it's like, well, my character's still alive. So there's a part of me that wants to kind of just carry on with where I was at the end of things. But they're like, nah, you're going back to your next auto save so you can see a different ending, I guess, is why. Well, you can. My decision to do that, no matter what, whichever one you do, you still go back to that auto save because they want you to keep playing and doing side content. 
Yeah. So you'll be you'll hang out with Johnny a bunch of times where it's just like, wait a minute, we're well, not here right now. Well, I guess him. that's I yeah, I guess that's true because like yeah. he might he wouldn't technically be around. I, but then I have a is. I have a feeling as ambiguous as the ending is, the expansion. I'm hoping the expansion continues because all the endings kind of leave it where it doesn't answer, except the ones where you positively kill yourself or die. Yeah. Um, uh, it it's all like I don't know the relic's gonna eat you alive. You only have a number of days left. Live hard and enjoy. So yeah. I can see them picking up the story from something like that. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I thought it was good. I mean, those are uh, honestly those are two kind of minor things. Like they didn't ruin my experience. I just you know, in a world where we very much judge how do they stick the landing on endings and things like that, um, it felt like it mostly stuck for me. But I had a couple of things that just felt a little weird in the sake of being open-ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was a really special game, and I got super absorbed into it, like uh, maybe a testament to how graphically impressive that game is. Um, like I was dreaming about that game when I wasn't playing it. Like it got in my head in a, in a big, bad way. So, you know, kudos to them. Um, I thought about the story a lot. And again, I just think that the relationship they built between V and Johnny was really a fun one. I, I don't even remember what it was, but I, I just remember laughing out loud because there was some mission where you make some offhanded comment. That's clearly a shot at him and he's just sitting in the corner and he just flips you off and yeah. you have the option to just flip him yeah. off back. So then he double flips you off. And I just started cracking up laughing because it was just like my wife and I do that to each other. Like yeah. it felt like they were just suddenly this this married couple where it's just like their little spats in the room. And then you kind of picture it like what does it look like to other people? V's just over flipping off the corner of somebody's room. Um, I found that part really very endearing. Like a yeah. uh, that that to me said... This isn't this isn't completely an adversarial relationship, even though they're doing adversarial things. This is like, I don't know, it's like joint. I'm, we're in this together, but I don't always like it. But we're in this together, so I'm flipping you off. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It to felt explain. very real. It felt yeah. it felt very genuine. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, well I'm glad a you a lot of the scenes and interactions are really well written. Yeah, like, writing it's wise, great. I would give it high praise for the writing. Now let's yeah. talk about the weird thing John did. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to set it up like that because you know what? It's perfectly fine that you had a good time in here. So, John, what did you play that you were just like, wow, look at me. I'm playing this. What are you doing over there? What's up? Yeah. So after diving so deep into cyberpunk and being, you know, like I said, it was consuming my dreams because I was so focused on it. Um, I decided I needed a palate cleanser. And even though I'm usually the first person to say I don't want to play a get good game, I want to stay bad. Uh, I needed some <laughs> mindless multiplayer like business to just get into. And I sure as shit wasn't going to play Overwatch 2. So I decided to play Fortnite. Um, Still can't figure uh, out why you hate Overwatch so much. I don't. I don't. I okay, can't. let me be real on Overwatch for a second. Because, yes, I like to meme on how much I hate Overwatch. Overwatch is a fine game. It's very good for what it is. It hasn't changed enough for me to interest me since I burned out of interest playing it when it was Overwatch 1. Fair enough. That's it. That's which, it. Which mostly, and it killed Heroes of the Storm. It was one of the things. Oh, yeah. That that's the Heroes other thing the is Storm. you've got a murder rap on the thing that a yeah. lot of other players may not have. And I understand it because like, in some ways I think you're 100% right on that. But all right. Fair enough. You 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 know, Overwatch 2, not, not going to do it for you. But another very popular thing did. 
Well, there's also a threshold because we've joked in the past that they put everything in in over or not Overwatch in Fortnite. Um, like our D and D campaign is <laughs> like sneaking into Fortnite at this point um, in a way that Bo's really thrilled about. But it, everything is winding up in Fortnite, and so there exists a threshold of how into John's interests can it get before he reinstalls Fortnite, you know? And it's it's like, Spider-Man's in there. Didn't I didn't install Fortnite for Spider-Man. You did it for Mando, it. right? Mandalorian, I think. I did get Mandalorian, but then they had Boba Fett in there, and I didn't install it for Boba Fett. And same with, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi and stuff like that. That didn't, that didn't break the threshold. Um, but they put uh, Laura Kinney, Wolverine, sometimes called X-23, uh, in there as a skin and a pack. And I was like, shit, she's cool. I have to show my support because I think she's the best Wolverine. And I was like, she's pretty I great. Continue. I got to continue to support anytime people acknowledge that character. Cause it was good. Yeah. Um, so I logged in and I got it and I was like, well, you know, let's just try it. Let's just see how it goes. And I played a game and I got a victory royale. <laughs> what? Your first back in? <laughs> My first match back wow. in. Wow. Victory royale. Okay. And I was like, well. Or no, I apologize. First match back in, I accidentally did the build mode, which I wanted to play no build because I, I don't like the building. The no build game, I got second play. Okay. Still pretty good. I was good. like, okay, shit. I got to do no build mode. Yeah, no build then is the only good mode. I got, I then build. I got first place. I, I got... I got all right. I already see chat playing against bots. No, I wasn't. Shut up. So <laughs> that you know of. That, it's fine. It's fine. No, I was I I've played enough Fortnite to not be matched against bots. No, I think I don't I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't know if the game I can never tell when these games are sneaking them in anymore. Because sometimes well, they yeah, just straight true. up do. Really so who knows? But I don't think um, you were. If I'm if I was to bet money, I'd say John played real people. But uh yeah, so I did it. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm doing good. I'm by the battle pass. So I bought the battle pass. <laughs> I was like, let's see. Let's see how it goes. I can talk about it on core. We always talk about monetizations and stuff like that. Like, let's see how Fortnite does it. Because I've heard from people, like, it's one of the things when we talk about it. It is one of the comments we get all the time. What do you think about Fortnite? You don't say anything about Fortnite. Why isn't it talking about Fortnite? Yeah, it so comes up talk about Fortnite. Yep. So I bought the battle pass and I actually really like where that system has evolved. There is still like some predatory elements to it. Like they definitely make it feel like you have the freedom to do whatever you want with it because it's like no longer just about get to this level to get this thing. Like it's like, Hey, if you, you can get to level 50 on the battle pass, or if you buy X amount of things from the previous page or pages, you can get this stuff even if you're not level 50. Well, they put prerequisites on stuff that mm. when you get to looking at it, it's not as open as it pretends to be. Now, at the end of the day, if you don't care about those things, it's still optional. Like, none of it is forced. Um, I imagine Overwatch 2 is a lot like this, where it's like, well, you either decide to do it or you don't. Yeah. But, like... So it was a case of I really wanted X skin, but that skin had a prerequisite that you had to buy everything else on the page before you could buy that skin. 
But one of the things on the page was a variant for a skin from another page. And that skin had a prerequisite of buy everything from this page, too. Uh oh, so it looks very <laughs> much like, oh, you can do whatever you want. But it turns out you can't really when you get right down to it. You, depending on what you want, might have very strict guidelines about what you buy, which is still better than just making you buy everything or having a, a set linear path. Um, which is what back when I played the first time it was, it was just like, you get this at this level and then you go up to the next level and you get this. There is still some control that you get to have and you can skip some things you don't want and all that still applies. But do know that if you go in and you look at the battle pass and you go, Oh, the spider Gwen skin is the big unlock at the very end. Yeah. It is not going to be as easy to get that as you as it might make it seem out of the gate it might be a little more convoluted um because i think the spider gwen skin has a prerequisite of buy everything on this page which might mean you have to get a different character unlocked on a different page so that's a little predatory yeah i was gonna say Uh, that was also hard like no offense to you you're wonderful speaker but that was hard to listen to just because of (laughs) how complex it was. You know what I mean? Like just, you need this prerequisite for this thing, you know, not, not a diss at you just, no. And honestly, it, I, I I am making it probably a little more overly complicated than what it is in the game, but it's definitely something that I had to kind of discover as I was playing because I had that thought. I was like, Oh, well, if I, if I buy these five cheap things, that hits the prerequisite to go down to the next page. And then I can buy something else that I really want. And then I go, all right, well, I'll buy everything on this page. And then all of a sudden, one of those items is like, Hey, you got to buy everything on the page. If you want to, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Like, did you, did you encounter a rationale from the company? Why they do things that way? Like, well, yeah, they want money. Okay. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the I same mean, did re- they did they say something to that effect? It's like, the same reason that the Overwatch Battle Pass does not afford enough currency to buy the next Battle Pass for sure, free, sure. like because they want you to pay for it. Like that's yeah. what it comes down to. I just I, I don't I, I don't love the hoops. Um, uh, it sounds like you don't either. <laughs> so I don't. Either. I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but I do think it's better than what existed before. Like, because again, what was before was this gun is attached to this level. This skin is attached to this level. And you just Uh have to get to level 90 or 100 or whatever it is. And then by the end, you'll have everything. And it was just a linear line. You didn't have any freedom to pick what you wanted or skip items that you didn't want. Now you do have a little bit of that freedom, but not as much freedom as they make it seem like you have. Like okay. the the freedom is a little bit of an illusion when you get right down to the numbers Some game. Creative marketing going on there. Yeah. Well, okay. But, uh, can I ask a quick question? This is, uh, yeah. I only have to answer yes or no, and then you can move on. Um, I'm watching some video of Batman playing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this game having slide down hills uh, all the time mechanic, and I do remember back when. Um, Apex Legends came out. One of its big selling points was, dude, you can just like hit the ground and slide and shoot and slide and all this. Did they add this to the game? Do you know? I don't remember. I remember when I started playing it, I 
just sort of intuitively knew I could do it. I don't mm. know if that's because I knew you, I always could, or I just assumed, but yeah, uh, just curious. Yeah, it's got, it's got the sliding. It used to drive um, me, it used to drive me nuts. My memory is when I played a little Fortnite back in the day was that I didn't like that. I couldn't slide because apex let me slide. And I have a feeling maybe they, maybe that got added. I don't know. Did we talk about how it's problematic that Batman's running around shooting guns? Yeah, well, everybody shoots guns. It seems doesn't little, matter uh, how anti-guns they are. You're going to shoot guns in yeah. this game. It's even you know it seems like sacrilege. What is weirder, that or that he's shooting guns. at Spider-Man? Like I don't know. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. Like it, it, this game has a ton of stuff. I mean, but with that does come honestly like more interesting. Like I played when it was first taking off and like the definition of a cool skin was it's one of the five characters, but in an astronaut suit. Like, yeah. I remember those. There's there some really dark days for skins in this game where it was just like, man, talk about lame. It was like, well, this skin is cool because he looks vaguely like John wick. Like that was the definition of a premium skin back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now you get in the game and you see Harley Quinn and you see, uh, Batman, you see Spider-Man. I killed a Ghost Rider the other day. Sometimes you got an anime lady. Uh, one of the skins <laughs> I unlocked as part of the battle pass was a giant bear that's made of like goo that has a tiny, smaller bear inside, controlling him with an Xbox controller. Wow! Like it's it's madness. Um, but it's really good madness. Like the, the thing that has impressed me the most, and I don't want to get, I've gotten caught up on the battle pass instead of talking about the quality of the game. But I mean, the game is popular for a reason. I think it's safe to say like this game is, is popular because it's good, but especially with the no build mode, because I definitely don't like (laughs) building in this game. Um, like this, this game is really solid. Um, I dove right back in and I felt competitive you know sometimes i get eliminated 95th because of a weird drop sometimes i think i've won uh, a victory royale probably four or five times now um i feel like i can get in and do well and like do crazy things in this game the uh the xp structure to earn experience for your battle pass is a lot of fun quests that are, are actually fun to do and explore um so you might get one where it's a two part quest and they'll say, all right, drop in, you got to land on this airship. And if you land on the airship, then you get the second part of the quest, which is to go collect a ton of gold, which means, okay, well, I'm going to do bounty hunting this mission. And that's going to be my focus because they have a whole bounty hunting system in the game where you go up to a bounty board, you select it. They give you a random player that you are now tasked with killing. You get a large radius that as time for the bounty runs out, gets smaller and smaller. And they get a notice that they're being hunted and they get a threat meter, which the closer you get, the more it fills up. So they know you're getting close. And basically they send you after each other. When you kill each other, you, you get a bunch of gold. And it's like a cool little mini mechanic inside the game that you can choose to take part in or not. And having little things like that, um, it makes each drop more interesting because it's not just about like, I'm going to land and do the strategy I always do. You know, you actually go in and go, okay, what's, what's my goal for this particular run? Is it to explore the map? Is it to get keys? Is it to bounty hunt? Is it to you know, knock objectives off my quest log. What do I want to do from this run? Which 
I mean, only one person wins a match makes it feel better when you inevitably don't win the match because you at least get to go look at all the XP I unlocked and I unlocked a bunch of levels in my battle pass. This feels great. Well, this is why part of the reason I never go back to this game is not any of these cool things you're talking about. Also, the engine's beautiful. The game still looks really good. It plays smooth. It's like get in, shoots well, like all that stuff is on display. Where I struggle is just the core. I'm I'm so done with Battle Royale. I can't do it anymore. I just don't want to play that. Do you do you feel I don't know. Do you feel like this bounty system and things like that help transcend that a little bit and make it less arduous to um, start a new thing? I don't know, because I'm in the same boat as you. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really have a ton of interest in playing a Battle Royale again, but here I am doing it. And I don't know if that's because that's just something I told myself, but it turns out it wasn't true, or if there is enough diversity that I can get in and do cool things. Like, I fought a boss the other day in this which Whoa. was really cool like I, I landed and went into a place um called the i don't remember the name of it but it was like she's featured in the little trailer for the story or whatever and she came out and it was a full-on boss fight she'd appear she'd have phases like here's a shield phase where she sends wolves after you here's a phase where you fight her directly and uh went through this whole thing killed her was like hell yeah i killed her she dropped a bunch of stuff i was looking at the stuff she dropped and someone killed me and took all her loot and i was like oh shit but it was a different experience than you know a typical battle royale where it's just okay i gotta get the best gun okay i gotta get a hiding spot um with vehicles and the traversal they've put in the circle is kind of minimized so like the game is less about like, Oh God, I got to get to the next spot. I I absolutely have to. And more about just like, you have time to have fun in the world. Like they have fishing in the game because Bo loves fishing in every game. Like (laughs) you have, you have fishing. Like they give you weird shit you can do in this game. If you want to do, if you want to engage with it, besides just play the battle Royale. And, uh, you know, you, you might find, cause this happened to me, I landed with an intent to do one thing. And then next thing I knew, I was like, how many people are alive right now? And it was four. And then I went on to win the match Mm. and I wasn't trying, I wasn't doing the try hard thing. I was trying to do other stuff. And then next thing you know, it's like, Oh, well, and I'm also going to win the thing. So cool. Well, if you told me you can have a farm and manage that farm, I'd be in this. I'd be playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how well that would go. Old man Johnson just farming while yeah, everyone's farming. Let me just have a little farm. My farm. Yep. Put my stuff in the bucket. Guy comes the next day, pays me a bunch of money for it. You know the drill. <laughs> that's what I want to do. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Hey, Bo. You oh, played hi. a lot of Overwatch like we talked about, but you also played Dungeon Alchemist. It's not really a you don't play that or what is that? What is Dungeon Alchemist? Yeah, it's Alchemist? not really a game. Dungeon Alchemist is a map generation tool available on Steam. It was Kickstartered for uh, some time and then um, it was available in early it is now available in early access on Steam. And what it is is it's a map generator. There are a dime a dozen. What's what makes this one special? Well, this one uses AI. You give it specifications. I want a tavern, I want a cave, and it pre-populates your map. So I think the general thing uh, about this is it's to create top-down maps for like your roll 20. Uh, you can make custom maps with it, but it has a lot of tools to make it so that it's, 
you can add your own variants to it essentially. So it doesn't come out all looking the same and it just generate rooms and dungeons on its own. You can see here on the video, like you just pick the amount of squares in a space and boom, it drops a room. You give it a tag like cemetery or tavern room and it knows what you've picked and just drops it in. And I can go back later and go, I don't like where these chairs are and tweak it all I want. Right. Well, yeah. You, you can make a save file and you know export as many uh, maps as you want. So the idea being, if you were to say there's a, we're having a, we want to play D and D in an hour and I'm like, okay, let me just prep some maps. This will just prep some maps. Like I can make a few battle maps and print them out on a printer. The fun part about this is you can do it in 3d and it lets you angle it. And then you export it as a 2d image file. You probably could stream this and use it as a VTT over zoom. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but maybe you could do that too. One of the other neat things is this has a pretty big reputation in the D&D community. So one of the things you can do is you can export Hero Forge models and drop them in and place them as character models on your map, for example. Because it's 3D, you can also take screenshots. It has like nighttime background and stuff. So if you just want to show your players an image of the location, you can take pictures <laughs> in first person view. Um, but really the big draw here is like, first of all, it's a pretty competent map maker, very intuitive, easy to use. Uh, but second is just the time savings. Whenever I got to make a custom map, you know, I got to buy the assets on roll 20. I got to find them. We got to put a chair here. Is there a manacle on the ground? Okay. Like all that time spent hunting for that stuff is like, it takes time Yeah, being able to just click, give a tag to the room, say, this is a jail room. And have it just populate a random one. It's they're not always the same one. The size might be different. It uses its procedural generation to come up with a unique looking room. And then you can make a full map. You can make a dungeon. It's still in early access. They're planning on more biomes and more art assets. There's a ton of art assets in here, but essentially it's like creme de la creme of map makers. And it's a pretty hefty price for these. Usually the prices on these are in the twenty to thirty dollar range. This at least Canadian ran me almost fifty bucks. Wow. so um but it's good uh, and uh the you know I've, i had been aware of it for a while but then the the account followed me on twitter and i was like oh i give the follow back and i was like i'm gonna make sure to take some time and check it out so i did check it out this week and uh this is definitely going into my uh cachet of of top tier tools along with wonder draft it seems awesome for, for can, can you yeah, go can you go in there and cool. um move around in it in a there's no like game mode no there's no game tailspire is one that we've talked about before no. which is an attempt to make a video game as a virtual tabletop and mm-hmm. it ha- has its, all of its own assets this is just a map making tool mm. so don't buy it unless you're interested in making some maps mm. even if it's just for fun but the speed with which i can do this i've done this in roll 20 a lot it is painful i have to shop for so many different assets, they can't mix and match them. I mean, granted, modern mad desert earth isn't the easiest thing. Medieval obviously has the most stuff in the world, but even for medieval stuff, it's like I'll buy a pack full of barrels and bones, but I need manacles and jail bars and nothing's right. Like this yeah. is sort of comprehensive has, you're not going to get anything unique necessarily, but it has all the trappings of a standard D and D fantasy campaign. Uh, from what I've played with it, you can drop maps quickly. I don't got to think about what's in the tavern. I just say tavern, eight by eight, boom, it drops some stuff. Oh, there's not enough tables. Let me just drop a few tables in. 
or whatever else. And it even puts the doors in automatically. And importantly, it exports the maps with line of sight. So a lot of these VTTs have it so that you can have fog of war with light sources. That takes programming time because you have to draw where the, they all are. And I've done this several times with my own maps. This auto exports with it. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Love it. It's great. It's a great feature. It's fun to play with light sources, in, especially in a dungeon in the game. So, uh, no, this I I highly recommend it for the DMs out there. Chad wants to know if there's any sci-fi assets. Uh, that sounds like Not an that expansion. I saw. Not that I saw. That'd sci-fi like, is, again, tough. Yeah. It's... Medieval is a whole genre of art, and sci-fi is a whole genre of yeah. art. And you could see an expansion or a follow-up or something, though. You there's know? stuff out there. It's just there's a lot less. The hobby is primarily centered around fantasy, Lord of the Rings yeah. stuff. You, you're just and any product that anyone puts out because that's where all the players and they're going to focus on that. It's it's already a niche product, right? My experience has been it exists, but not in great number. Uh, as compared to a medieval one. And so if, you know, doing another campaign, I want to just set it in a medieval universe. If for the only reason being that map assets, <laughs> map assets and all of that stuff are so much more easier to come by. I just want my life to be easier in that regard. Cause I struggled a lot with our, uh, you know, steam. Yeah. Our steampunk desert, desert thing. Desert yeah. punk campaign was just hard. Makes it trickier than you think it's going to be when you, when you have to have assets. Yeah, and you have a big imagination. It. You're like, I don't want that. I want it like that. But medieval stuff's pretty standard. You know, it's like, it's a yield tavern. <laughs> it's made of wood. It's, they've got mutton <laughs> and they have chairs and fireplace. And it's, yeah. not, it's not, you know, you, you tell your stories in other ways and it's fine that it has all those trappings. So I think this is a fantastic tool. Nice. I haven't played with it again enough, but I can still recommend it with the amount I have. Very, very nice. Uh, check it out. That's Dungeon Alchemist, available wherever Steam exists. Uh, all right. We got time for a mashup that Jamie put together. Real quick here. The results of the voting were, who said the phrase, nerd body count? Bo, or sorry, John, the runaway winner here with 41%. Weird. Yeah. Bo at 36, me at 23. I feel like I said it. I feel like you did too. I voted. For I you. voted for Scott because oh, really? I feel like it's been Bo two weeks in a row. I'm meta gaming now. All right, nicely done. Um, so we're gonna play it. And what else can you do? I don't blame you. See how things go here. Jamie's very proud of this one. He's told me a number of times. So let's find out why when I hit play. I don't remember how the ending part goes. <laughs> Today, before the show, freaking beat it. <laughs> I remember Torment being really good. I should one day go back and finish it so I can say I started it in 1998 and then finished it yeah. in 2022. <laughs> you I beat a lot it. of games if you just <laughs> install games you've already beaten yeah. and load up your last save and go, you know, do the last five minutes and yeah. call it a day. Sure. Yeah. Here's the thing about Brian Emmett. I mean this not in a negative way because Peter Parker could show up at his house, poop on the floor in front of his door and say, Brian, please rub your face in my Peter Parker poop and he'd do it. My feeling is that it counts. <laughs> of course it counts. 100%. My feeling is that it, that it does count to go back and tie up loose ends. And There's no reason. Have you ever it beaten it before? No. What does it matter? Okay. It does a little bit. No, it doesn't at all. You have it completed or you don't have it completed. Those are the two states, which is annoying because if you're going to have a cool... 
You better pull it out once in a while. Be a good little top? Tot. Tot. Oh, top. What do you think, Todd? Is that top. Your top. Like, you know, BDSM talk. Like, oh, jeez. Like, oh, jeez. I was like, be a good you know, little like, top. Like a spinning toy. <laughs> but I was like, no, like bondage. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> One good turn deserves another, John. Are there any incomplete games? You know, if this is going to turn into a competition. Uh, <laughs> I've got so many games finished this year. I just, you know, I need to slow <laughs> nothing down. But, nothing but completion. What's your number at? Uh, I don't remember, <laughs> but considering I've now finished my eighth Final Fantasy in a row, I don't think that's all been this Those year. Those were but all this been, year? And that's just the Final Fantasy series. So that's great. It's 2023. Uh, sorry, I forgot what an innocent top is. In 1980s, I would have been a top, a toy, but like in 2023. Yeah, no, very different. It's all BDSM all day, I yeah. guess. After Orc Massage, nothing's the same. Now, now, let me ask you this. Had I restarted a brand new save in Origins, which is the game I beat, that would count more in your book? Than that would if- definitely count. I think this probably counts, but I feel like, you know, there's an asterisk next to it. Why, though? It's still, the goal is completion. There's no rules about how much time did it take you. You started it at some point, you played it, you had a gap, then you played more, and then you beat it. That's still beating it. This is like nerd body count. Like, how many people you slept with and what counts as sleeping with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except totally. it involves completing video games. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was Bo. He did. It was Bo. It was Bo. Yep. Oh man. Although, again. to be fair, I was a little confused because I thought it was a different conversation, and I was a little worried about how cringe it was going to be. Oh, I did- definitely did not remember it. We talked about That's how many sure. people we slept with. That's what I thought it was going to be. That. Oh, we did. I. Uh, oh, did we? Did we talk about <laughs> yeah, that? We yeah, we did. It was oh. our. It was the highlight of our show, really. Well, yeah. was that? Was I embarrassed? Because I no, you were. <laughs> Scott's like, how did I feel about this? If I remember correctly, Scott, you started it. Oh, maybe I started the whole thing. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I might have brought it up. That's why I remembered it because I felt like that was kind of a cringe thing to bring up. No one ever believes me, but I was a virgin when I went met, met my wife, and so I probably brought that up. And yeah, I'm not, you told, I'm not you told us it. it was. You know how many people I slept with? One. Yeah, but one. I think I prompted it. Like I think I take you know as I'm sometimes guilty of start talking about things not video game related. I think I brought it there. <laughs> no, I, I right. take responsibility. Okay, no, I, I don't thought it was going to be that conversation because I thought that was the nerd body count. But um, yeah, I guess that's just regular body count. So. That's just regular old yeah, good old fashioned yeah. body count. Yeah. Um. That's not to say, well, whatever. I don't have to explain myself. I got, you know. I got yeah, no, we already had this yeah, conversation. Yeah, this Let's move on. already happened. It was in a mashup. Yeah, it was in a mashup. No shaming. <laughs> you can have sex with one person or a thousand or zero people, and you're all lovely individuals. There you go. That is life. absolutely true. Who so, cares? Now this. That's a good question. Quick email from a listener named Shanna Fan who wrote in to talk to the core at gmail.com and says, hello, core fellows. Upon hearing Scott's Scott dismiss buying the new Google products based upon their past history. He's talking about Stadia there. Yeah. I am surprised he easily dropped over $500 on the Steam Deck after the failures of the Steam Controller and Steam Boxes. Scott, what makes the Steam Deck different for you? Do you think it will have this strong longevity? All right. So... This is an easy answer for me, and I'm a little surprised he asked it, but I'll go ahead and answer it. And I'm not this. I'm not calling him out or anything. <laughs> I but, will. Shauna Fan has a long-standing history of hearing what he wants to hear when we speak. That may be a, <laughs> the, there may be a bit of that, but John said it, not me. So here's here's what I would say. Uh, I didn't not get Stadia simply because Google has a tendency to cancel things. I didn't get Stadia because when it came out. Not nearly enough voices that I trust came back with, ooh, this is amazing, you have to have it. Had that happened, 
I probably would have ventured a little bit. Um, in the case of the Steam Deck, you could say that the Steam Controller wasn't great, and you can say that the Steam Link was sort of useless in the end. Uh, you can say those things, but this wasn't them canceling something. They made something. They reviewed how they reviewed. Again, people I trust said what they said, and I made a decision. And in both cases, I ended up owning those two things when they were on sale, but not paying full price. In the case of the Steam Deck, it was nothing but nonstop praising of the device that finally made... I, as you'll notice, I, was, I didn't have it week one when everyone else got theirs. I waited. I wanted to hear. Yeah. I wanted to know. I, I, I tried to be a smart shopper and listen to what people had to say. Again, voices that I trust, not just anybody. And they all came back glowing. And that was enough for me. You, this whole longevity idea also doesn't pair either because Google's service is purely a service. That's it. They have a hardware element, but it's barely part of it. It's mostly like, is it streaming still? Can I buy games and stream those games? That's a service that if you cancel that, you're screwed no matter what hardware you have. In the case of the Steam Deck, sure, there may be faster, better Steam Decks down the road, but until that time, this is a device that will play my Steam games. There's no shutting it off. It's a, it's a, it's a finished thing that is in my hands with games on it. Like it's not me waiting for a service to be on or off. So I just don't think this is comparable. No, like, and also it, whether it was popular or not, the um, Steam Link and the Steam Controller were continuously supported. Like yeah. sales doesn't matter. They continue to sell them, make games compatible with them, make sure their service supported it. In fact, I think to this day, Steam Controllers still work fine for video games. They do. They're fine. Steam they Link still, still work fine. Right. Like as far from a support aspect still work like whether whether or not you liked it whether or not it sold well that doesn't matter but that's what you wait for the reviews for when it comes to hardware yeah so i i think you're right on the you can't compare them because one's a service one's a physical thing mm -hmm. but i also think to another degree valve has shown that even if it's not successful like they they generally support it yeah and they're like, the valve index very popular people like that vr headset it's expensive but people buy it and they use it like i just don't think these are comparable this isn't comparable it's like saying you know well if you don't trust uh i don't know if you if you don't trust walmart then why do you buy bur food at burger king like i just to me these are not the same thing we're talking about services even even hardware products google sells all of them depend 100 percent on a service well, you could say, well, the Steam Deck depends on the Steam service. Yes, but that acts as mainly a buying system, and they are in no... I think I feel pretty confident in saying Steam isn't going anywhere for a very long time. I am confident in saying that. Yeah. Now, if you said... I'd hey, be well, real surprised if it did. Yeah, and if it didn't... Their console did blow, though, right? Like, it wasn't... Well, they didn't have a console. They had a... They did Steam boxes. Yeah, they, they had, had Steam boxes. They were PCs, basically. Um, but you could argue that those were successful in the sense that the ones that got sold, got sold and used whatever partnerships they had came and went. And that steam OS along with proton is what has been parlayed over to make the steam deck, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so, I think your mode still supported Linux. I, th I think still shown. I, can, I remember us talking about, I think people, I, I think people were excited for the actual steam deck. I think probably the reason why it didn't take off is because, Consoles exist, and there wasn't anything special about the Steam console. I think people are nuts for handheld devices, and the market is ripe for an exciting product. Like, there's Switch is great and all, but 
it left room for something better to come along. Yeah. Nintendo didn't knock it out of the park with some unbeatable device. I mean, they did for a while, but then they look, did for a while. But they Steam, did for a while. Steam but even then, launching with you know, yeah, I, I have one. <laughs> you know, it's not super impressive. Um, the it's way also, that you know, people talk about the older. Steam Deck sure. and all the games. Yeah, it's older. Like, sorry, I don't. I'm not trying to be insulting towards the Switch. I just don't. I think. I've never equated Nintendo with, if anything, they've taken the, we want a stable uh, and, and reliable system. But, you know, there was the time where we had the Wii, I think, and it didn't even do 1080p. And I just spent $1,500 on a 1080p screen, you know, TV. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, like, the, Nintendo has constantly frustrated me with its lack of trying to be awesome that the, every other game you know up to the standards of other game manufacturers and mm-hmm. if you're a nintendo fan you don't have a problem with that but in the marketplace i think that left room for a badass piece of hardware so i think probably you were excited for the steam console i don't think you ever said anything negative about it back then no i was excited definitely about not where as that would enticing go. Of, a, of a product as yeah. a handheld sure. if there was a handheld that did what steam did out there right now is steam deck would not be as exciting it'd be like oh, another handheld look how we reacted to the logitech handheld yeah you know well so, that thing's got its own set issues, i think but- i think that's the answer to the question is like realistically i think steam products are always exciting but it doesn't mean you're gonna buy every single one of them right but the handheld and you got you love controllers and you guys love handhelds i do I don't yeah. and like, I don't get it, but I see you guys and I respect it. And it's like, you know, I get it that people like handhelds Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, I'm playing one. no man's sky in the middle of the night. It's pretty great. And here's the thing. Uh, it, they also came to me and said, uh, you know, didn't literally, but basically this whole proposal was, Oh, it's reviewing. Well, great. People I know love it. Great. Okay. I'm trusting all of these yeah. things. And then thirdly, steam says, Hey, you got 2000 games in your library. Wouldn't it be cool to play a ton of that on here? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have that with Nintendo or anyone else. And, you know, it just, to me, it was a, there's a lot, you have to evaluate the value. That's as simple as that. So yeah, this isn't a thing where I'm like, over I hate Steam Google. Library, yeah. But this no is a, sale. This Instantly is, exactly, no sale. If exactly. It, if you had to buy all your games over again. I wouldn't even be close to interested in this if that was the case. Not even remotely interested in a Steam Deck, unless I was a brand new person to the marketplace and had never bought a game before, even then that would suck. Because what if I graduated onto a PC at some point and those games don't move over? Like it'd be a nightmare. Like they wouldn't and couldn't do that. All of that aside, I just think it's a fallacy of comparison. The Google stuff is not the yeah. same. It just isn't the same. I like think the, technologically too, it's a bit of a marvel because I'm seeing a lot of the you know computer react streamers to it saying like they've packed a lot of power in and solved heating issues and you know. All that stuff goes into handhelds as well. So right. this is like a big success in that. It's not hard to make a console in 2023. You know, like maybe hard to sell and be successful, but I can design a square and put hardware in it. You know? yeah. uh, but uh, I think a handheld's a different beast. And for the power that's in it, it's kind of impressive. I would play your bow square. Let's get that going. Bow square. Is that the name of my console? Yeah, bow square. Bow square. <laughs> but, you're gonna, but just do B-O square, all one word. And then do what about a hair box? Why don't I put my hair? In, <laughs> it's a box, but it's covered in long hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hair box. 
Oh, it's too good. <laughs> from from shorts. Hairbox sounds like a wig, like surprise monthly box order. It's like, do you need hair delivered directly to your door? <laughs> Sign up for Hairbox. We've got the best wigs. You'll get a new <laughs> yeah, right. wig every month. <laughs> for only $30 a month, we'll give you a, a month's supply of Rogaine. Yeah. This week, we've teamed with the people at Disney to present the Star Wars hair box. Have you always <laughs> craved looking like Chewbacca the Wookiee? I mean, who has Well, this, for an extra $20 for this month's box, you will get multiple wigs, enough to cover your entire body. Oh, someone's thinking of this already. Someone's going to do it. a free bandolier to complete the, the outfit. Nailed it. Uh, by the way, Konietzky Strain in the chat, who, by the way, is Andrew Konietzky, the original co-host of The Instance way back in 2007. Oh, hi, Andrew. Six, hey. I guess it was. Uh, says uh, Logitech is Stadia 2.0, dead in 3.2, dot, dot, dot. Uh, dis- hard disagree. I don't think that thing's going to succeed, but not because it's Stadia. There's no paid service about it. It's a good streaming device with good hardware in it for the upcoming streaming games thing that xCloud and everybody else is doing, NVIDIA and whatnot. It's just that it's 400 effing dollars or whatever it is. Um, it's too expensive. Yeah, That's yeah. all. That's it. That's what yeah. will kill that thing. You don't, you don't want to spend $400 to stream stuff? Uh, no, I don't. You know what I would <laughs> Arguably, pay? Arguably, I've done that already. I bought an Xbox, and all I do is stream TV on it for the most part. So. <laughs> That's true. We, so, but I, you know, whatever you end up doing with like my ps5 sits very lonely these days and i feel bad about it but i just i use my xbox more um at the moment and uh um what was my point my point oh my point is like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a device like that and your whole push is well it'll play android games okay tell me more please because that can't <laughs> be it and then they say well it'll also stream x cloud and it'll do nvidia uh geforce now and it'll do these 10 other streaming services that are all doing their thing although take stadia off the list because it used to be but now it's not anyway that's that's cool how much 125 149 okay i could see that Decent hardware, nice screen, mostly a streaming device, good Wi-Fi built in that thing. It's really awesome. Let's do it. Four, $300, $400? F off. May as well just spend the extra 100 and get a damn Steam Deck. What are you doing? Yeah, I think I don't think it's for North America. I think it's for a different market that's not going to get Steam Decks. Maybe. I don't know, man. Weird. Like, I still uh, don't get know, it. Like I said, Latin market, stuff like that, where they play a lot more cell phone games than they do. Uh, and I am a fan of Logitech products. And I think that thing's dead in the water, but whatever. I'll see what happens. Well, we'll see. I, uh, I'm sure. I'm, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't like to see things dead in the water. These things I saw take that. time to make. Probably Steam Deck, maybe when they were planning this, Steam Deck wasn't in existence either. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like streaming games has been new. GeForce Now has been around for a few years now. Yeah, that's true. So that yeah. seems to be a successful enterprise for them. They're doing all right. But again, it I evolves. I haven't used ever since I upgraded my computer. I haven't used like why would I stream anything? Yeah, you haven't needed to, and and why would you? But um, I don't know. I'm I'm you like have, you have to make the case for streaming games to people who aren't going to buy the hardware, basically. Right, right. Which is what Stady was supposed to do, and I and for that I yeah. admire its intent, and I think that intent still exists, and there should be a way to do it. Just I think you need the games. I like my opinion is you can do that. You have to show them a game that can't be played anywhere else. Yeah, they whatever that that yeah. low latency, like you're everything server side. You have like 200 versus 200, small ass map, perfect 
no latency gameplay. You cannot do this on a home PC. Your co- internet connection's too far away. Let's go. You know, like something that that demonstrates and leverages why would we want to do this in the first place? They never did. Experiences you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, they never did. That takes work. That takes a ton of work. That takes talent, and that takes years of development, and that takes something. That's why I say, like, my opinion of Stadia is always that it's half-ass because they're just taking other people's games and streaming it and not pushing gaming forward in any meaningful way. They they, They did half the cake. They want the whole cake, but they only baked half of it. Yeah, no one wants half a cake. At least in that regard, I can give big credit to Nintendo, who I was scrunching on a little bit or whatever the word is. Like they put out their own games for their device and they're pretty incredible. And they're great so. games. That's what they live yeah. on. You're 100% correct. Would the Steam survive without great, amazing Nintendo first party development? The answer is no. No. Nintendo is its IP. Yeah. And anybody, Xbox has it and you know PlayStation values it. They all have their... It's why they do exclusives because you associate something with the brand that they do well that is showcased in the games they have. What's Stadia like? Well, we don't got to do that. We're engineers, man. We can just make great device. <laughs> Kids don't care. Kids want to see like cool ass rainbows and shit. Yeah. And guns. So. Yeah. Rainbows and guns. That's what they want. Give them what they want. Shanna fan. Thanks for the email. If you'd like to be like him and send us emails, uh, we'll answer him. Talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail dot com all right that's gonna do it today that was a good full show mm-hmm. a long one <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're used to doing these long full ones now. and long good very thing long it's friday do we leave time for us to play overwatch <laughs> i doubt it given uh well i don't know i hear little feet upstairs but i don't know if that means there's i'm in, involved i might still play overwatch tonight i don't know we'll talk i might still play i, I might mean, still have time I'm definitely playing, so right. I didn't want to rush the show. It's going to take as long as it's going to take. But it I takes what it takes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. It takes a long oh, time, but we yes. do it. Uh, that's uh, going to do it. Boy, did you, hear about, did you hear what he said? We don't have to get in the whole topic I about did. It. It, was, it was interesting. It was I really interesting. It. it was good. Yeah. I'm surprised he... I don't know. It just seemed like it was a big deal I for him to show I heard it, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, there you go. It was impactful. Well, it's a positive thing, right? It's just like, you know, it's this precious little thing we have, this planet. Take care of it, man. Yeah, that's kind of the message. And uh, it was, I don't know, it's nice to hear Kirk. Uh, Kirk. <laughs> it's nice to hear Shatner get a little humble once in a while because he's kind of a cocky ass in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just ask his co-host. Anyway, you know, as we all get co- to our twilight of our life, we do think of these things. Yeah. I think it's beautiful that he expresses that. It's yeah. just, that's something we're comfortable with. We want to make jokes and not talk about these things but exactly. it's good to be acquainted it with can't all be before. this oh jesus it can't be all that it can sometimes he wasn't be. thinking at all that when he was saying that <laughs> no I don't think. no he was saying jeff bezos quit touching my wiener all right i'm gonna do he, he, was, uh, he was at the cherry poke yeah he was at the cherry poke watch out for cherry poke all right we're done that's the show patreon hey, wait, what about grandma is yeah. grandma in the house or are we skipping grandma <laughs> oh grandma no yeah grandma one well, way don't we usually do grandma at the very end we'll do grandma at the very end Patreon.com slash core show is a place to support the show. If you haven't already, please jump in. Thank you to everybody who throws a little dollar here or there our way. It means a lot. Keeps you out of the advertising world. You never have to hear an ad. You never have to do any of that. You get bonus uh, content for every episode. Top of the show, back end of the show, all kinds of stuff in its own separate little thing. It's a little private feed. And you can get it easy if you just go sign up today at Patreon.com slash core show. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else. We now turn to Grandma, who will tell us tell everybody what the hell we played today. If in case you weren't writing it down or paying attention, Grandma, take it away. 
Now, I understand every one of you out there is very distracted. You've got double screen experiences and you're worried about your cherry pokes and your concerts. So as a result, you probably don't remember the video games we talked about. So here's what they are. Overwatch 2 got a lot of time. Should be grateful. No Man's Sky got a patch, and so it got brought up again. And Scott played Scorn, which we now know is a video game and not an art style. John played Final Fantasy X. Don't worry, folks. There's only 14 of them. And he finished Cyberpunk 2077 in a true anything you can do, I can do so lightly later to Scott. <laughs> he also played Fortnite because he's one of the hip kids on the show. He's into what the children are doing and he's he's hello, my fellow teens. Bo also played Overwatch 2 and he he plugged Dungeon Alchemist, which I gotta admit looks pretty pretty good. If I could make a tavern instantly, I would do it. And get plastered right now. Hey, hey, Grandma, Grandma, you forgot about Brotato. Oh, Brotato. Oh, and uh, I read the notes, and Scott didn't put it in the notes. <laughs> I'm an old woman. <laughs> we can't expect Grandma to get it every time, but you did Bro-tato, a great Brotato, look it up and make your own damn decision. That's right. Brotato, available right, now. Grandma, I'm hungry. Make me dinner. Make me dinner, make Grandma. Make yourself. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, live audience, for hanging out with us for this long. We really appreciate it. And thanks for being patient on the day switch this week. We'll be back to normal Thursday next week. And between now and then, go play some video games. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. You are almost a jibble sandwich. Hi, and welcome back to Roman Paul's JRPG Corner. This week we're discussing the Diofield Chronicle, a recent strategy JRPG by Square Enix that's come out for consoles and Windows. Diofield Chronicle is a real-time strategy RPG that throws away the usual grids and slower-style combat for a faster-paced real-time system. The story is based on a small mercenary group called the Blue Foxes as they deal with the standard Game of Thrones style politics that has grown to become popular in today's storytelling. While the story is very serviceable, some side characters fall flat. However, the background lore is great, even if the pacing of the overall story has its flaws. Now, battles are where the meat of the gameplay comes into focus. You can ambush units, use magical summons, and unleash powerful various skills to control the flow of combat. However, it can become a bit of a grind as you get a lot of characters that you have to level up. Grinding is timely, unfortunately. While I did enjoy the battles a lot, I have to admit that near the end it can become a bit stale. The overall gameplay loop is simple and consists of progressing through the story, traversing through your headquarters, leveling up your units, and a little bit of light exploration. Overall, I would say to check out Diofield once it gets a price drop. Right now at $60, it's a little bit high. This is a first for a JRPG corner, but I don't want to disappoint our four listeners. And again, that's the Diofield Chronicle for consoles and Windows. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you core nerds next time. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.